We're gonna get the Thetans out of your butts! Jackass. Oh, Ronnie, stop peeing so I can suck your dick! China has too many Chinese people. I'm flipping back and forth between real rage and then joy. Ronnie doesn't believe in condoms. Sex magic. Yeah, you heard me. Sex magic. Welcome to People Time. Ah! Hey, we're People Time. Yeah, we're People Time. Um, mm -hmm, I've heard that before. I've seen that before. Yep. If you're a first-time listener, uh, we do basically biographies on some of the most influential people in history. Mm -hmm. So that way you get to learn and uh, listen to our stupid jokes. If you're listening, it's only downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, not in, not in quality, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up in quality. It's going to go down in bad jokes. It's basically just us saying penis a lot. <laughs> What's funnier than a penis? And Especially fart. like if it's flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> a farting flaccid penis. Nice. Slobbing? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's classic nice it's a classic visual so welcome to the show uh you thank know, you we want to thank all of our dabblers that's what we call our listeners if this is your first time it's what you are yeah you guys have been spreading the news because our listenings have just been skyrocketing for some reason so thank Bam! you nice we uh, have more listens than trapped had album sales on their first week of open week yeah fuck them oh well i mean they're not good anyway maybe that's not that surprising or much to brag about yeah I want other old shitty new metal bands to release albums, and then we also have more listens than they have downloads. Like, yeah, I don't know, Disturbed or something. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> they release an album. Like, we're more relevant than new metal. That's the that's the main takeaway here. Yeah, sweet. So, but if you are a new listener, we have fake names. We give a fun fact, and then we dive into the episode of the person that is a subject. Shabam. Yeah, by the way, what is your name? My name is Mud. Mud? Mm-hmm. Mud what? Just Mud. What's it from? Uh, it's actually not to be confused with Bill, Jack, or Peter, Dennis. My name is Mud. It's always been. I don't know. It's, pr it's a Primus song. Oh, I don't listen to Primus. You should. Do they have more listens than People Time? Oh, then but no. They definitely do. I only listen to fans that have less. I think I've listened to Primus personally more than I've listened to our show. <laughs> yeah. So it's fair. I mean, you know, it's not, a, it's not an argument of quality. Who are you? I am Henry Melville. Who the hell's that? Well, that was actually uh, Herman's, Herman Melville. Right. Yeah. When he died, that's how they wrote out his name in his obituary. Why? Because they didn't know who he was? Because nobody gave a shit. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. They, I've they read Moby Dick. I, I didn't know that nobody gave a fuck about him back then. Not back... Yeah. Not when he was like alive or when he died. He didn't get really popular until afterwards, but it's kind of sad that they actually used the wrong name. So it's also a fun fact with my name. Yikes. Yeah. That's like what's going to happen with my real name in real life. Because I will have the same impact as Melville at his death. Yeah. But then when I die, I will actually be dead as opposed to him who became important. Yeah. Yeah. Moby Dick's great, though. Check that out. Yeah, I hear it's good. I've never actually read it. It's fantastic. It's a long read, though. I think it's one of the books that's, like, the most commonly lied about of people that say they've read it. Like, that one in 1984. 1984. And probably the Bible. Yeah. I would imagine. I read a good part of the Bible. Well, we grew up, yeah, around Christians, so we had to. I think I've read more of the Book of Mormon than the Bible. Me too. So, I don't know, Jack. I'm glad that you brought up the Book of Mormon. 
because some people believe it to be a cult, and that is going to be somewhat of our subject today. It's culty as hell. Yeah. But today's episode is brought to you by, hey, go read Moby Dick while you're in quarantine, because it's great. Also brought to you by White Power Aid. <laughs> White Power Aid? Yeah, it's a good flavor. Oh, nice. I don't really know what the flavor is. Tastes just, like racism. It tastes like nationalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you can pick that up anywhere People Time products are sold. Which is actually at the Vatican right now. The Vatican gift shop. Yeah. Well, that's actually the only place we have a contract right now. Yeah. It's really hard. We don't even have a website. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I did want to give a quick shout out because we have a very awesome podcast friendship with knackers in the breeze we do and they have a new host tim oh, oh those lads across the pond yeah so barry's no longer with the show at this time he and died he died yeah that's what i heard i well, got inside information i don't uh-huh. well yeah so ryan and tim are the the hosts and uh they have uh, new episodes out with Woo! tim being the new host you guys gotta go check it out tim 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 they are a podcast where they go over philosophical questions of would you rather yeah it's a lot of other fun stuff too so it's a very jokey uh uh podcast it's a lot of fun their name is knackers in the breeze which actually hilariously doesn't translate in america uh it means your balls are uh, in the breeze they're waving around in the yeah so in america knackers isn't a it's not a word it's not anything i I think the knack is a band but they're probably english testes in the breeze yeah so wait uh do you have a fun fact oh yeah uh koreans don't stink that's it Found that out. Awesome. Yep. No, so uh, there is actually a real thing that, you know, it's mostly the armpit smell. Yeah. B.O. that we all get. I probably smell like B.O. right now. I can't smell you. We're pretty close. You have allergies, so it actually works out really well. (laughs) Because I'm a very stinky man. We make a good friendship. (laughs) I actually have a a medical condition in which I sweat excessively. You do? I've not noticed. I do. But... Uh, luckily, that doesn't always translate into smelling terrible. But oh, good. what body odor is primarily under your armpits is bacteria. It's the waste of bacteria eating the salts in your sweat. That's disgusting. Yeah. What bacteria? Just natural. Yeah, they they already live there. They just hang you out. You sweat, and they're like mm, lunchtime. Food. And then their waste is what you smell when you're sitting next to a fat their guy poop? on a bus. Yeah. Which is which is a bummer. So what's interesting is the gene allele. It's a real word that uh, controls the parts of your of your sweat that the bacteria attracted to eating. Yeah. Also controls how liquidy your earwax is. Yeah. It's called. Uh, this is very medical. I know. The gene is called ABCC11, and basically, a few years ago, scientists were trying to figure out because. People in East Asia, primarily Korea, have very dry earwax, hmm. and people like on this side of the planet have very wet earwax, and they found this gene, and it's called ABCC11, and it also uh, makes your sweat not attractive to that bacteria. So Korean people don't have body odor the way we do. That's crazy. So they're, they're not stinky like how I am. I mean, yeah. when I sweat and when they sweat, it's... I mean, at some point, they're going to have some body odor, like greasy hair, maybe, or farts, but they don't they don't get your run-of-the-mill B.O. It's nice. And like, I, I was... How looking, do I get that? How, can they, like, can I transfer that? A, B, C, C, 11? I don't know. That would be an interesting thing. Actually, 
one of our people time topics tried to make his armpits not sweat and he died yeah that's because he just tried to remove the glands yeah bruce lee removed his sweat glands in his armpits and his body couldn't regulate heat and he just fucking stroked out yeah don't do that i mean there's a lot of mystery around his death but yeah yeah that's our that's our theory about what happened but maybe you don't seal off your glands you just swap them for ones where the germs are like oh i don't like that that's that's stinks i don't like to it to me yeah to everyone else it smells like nothing but it smells like garbage to me yeah i'm gonna go to the butthole where it always smells it's delicious <laughs> down there Ugh, and the whole clan of bacteria goes down to your asshole that's what they do so that's interesting that they actually just don't smell uh, yeah as much when it comes to body odor so they did a whole study of like let's get everybody's blood from all the countries and they found um nearly a hundred percent of everyone in north and south korea do not have the activated abcc 11 97 percent in china on 88% in Japan. So they think that whatever group that left Africa maybe 60,000 years ago or so that ended up over there in East Asia, either through, what do they call that? Uh, Natural selection? Sexual selection, social selection. Like oh, okay. if you stink, you don't get laid. That's kind of funny, yeah. So that happened, or they think it was just a random mutation with that group of people. And it just kept getting passed on over and over. So it's just either random or, yeah, sexual selection. I like the sexual selection idea because I like to think there was two people. One of them stank and one of them didn't. She's like, ew, not that one. But you smell okay. Could you imagine if... I'll have your babies. This is before, you know, baths. These are hunter-gatherers walking <laughs> so out of Africa. really stinky when... And you have one family. It smells fresh all the time. They got laid for decades. <laughs> and that's everybody in East Asia. Nice. That one, that one family of, you know, they smell like whatever they put on flowers and shit yeah i guess not flowers and sweaty garbage like like we smell like, like we smell because we're from the group of people that left africa and just went north up into the cold and now we stink <laughs> <laughs> and our skin is a really cummy looking color yeah we got all the worst parts i mean we got to take over the world i mean i said worst parts as far <laughs> as health goes when it comes to like you know yeah, we figured that shit out. I mean, we I didn't. We did. <laughs> Someone As did. White men drinking that white Powerade <laughs> every day. But I was also looking up, uh, nobody really knows why we don't have hair, humans, like as much hair as other apes. Yeah. And that's the only theory I could find is I think it's sexual selection at some point in history. Probably when we were still in Africa, people were like, yeah, hair's gross. Well, and here we are in COVID times and me and you both are really beards. I yeah. can't think of the beard. What is the word I'm thinking of? Beardy? Hair suit. Sure. Uh, we both have scraggly beards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't. We Stinky, look. <laughs> scraggly beards. I smell like shit. My beard is all wrapped around itself. <laughs> Welcome to COVID. Welcome to... It's all that different from when it's not COVID. I'm not going to lie. No. For me, anyways. No, I always kind of look like shit, actually. <laughs> I got trouble at work for that a couple times, and now I work in my kitchen, and they can't say shit. So it'd be weird if they did show up and they're like, mm, take a shower. Dude, for a while, I was going to work with a really long beard and a, and a decent mohawk yeah. and just sort of like, eh, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I work in like an office. Yeah. And they just, I don't know, it kind of got awkward and then I shaved. Oh. Now I don't have to do shit. Yeah. Mohawk's back. Punk rock, bitch. Well, today we are learning about L. Ron Hubbard. Fuck, man. Oh, man, we're going to get weird. This is something, this has been building. Oh, yeah. One of our earlier episodes, Jack Parsons, he was mentioned. Yes. Elron, and then we wanted to we wanted to do it since. Yeah. Here we go. 
And what time like the present, as they say? Well, Stu L. Ron Hubbard, let me just say right now, there is a lot of known good information, but also L. Ron Hubbard is a fucking giant liar. And I'm not just <laughs> saying this because yeah, yeah. I have anything against him or I'm trying to dog him or his religion or sure. anything like that. He's a pathological liar. Like, huh. terribly bad. So most of the story, like 90% of the story is going to be like, here's what he said. Here's what actually happened. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because it's full of his lies. Hey, that's what, um, I mean, I know people like to make a distinction between religion and cults. Yeah. And there's some distinctions. Sure. It's a bit gray, but that's how those leaders operate. Yeah. yeah. From your from your Joseph Smiths to your Charles Mansons, they are liars. The same. <laughs> and narcissistic assholes. Well, and just, you know, the research is completely unbiased. I try to go from many different sources to different sides of the views of it all. In the end, I came up with all the information and data and maybe some of it my opinion mm. on the data is probably not unbiased but the data is correct we, we've done a lot of villains on the show where we don't spare ourselves our own opinion that's true so i think that's fair because at some point we're going to do joseph smith and it's just going to be a shit show <laughs> it's going to be just just <laughs> really offensive stuff especially because we grew up mormon so we know we know quite a bit, and we fucking hate the guy. He's a bad man. So, yeah, yeah, we're going we're to tell our opinion. Elron Hubbard, you did the research. I'm assuming he's a huge pile of shit. People time. That's, you know, <laughs> come on. All right, well, let's get fucking weird. Anybody that enables Tom Cruise to become what he is is a bad human being. Oh, I agree. Tom can't complete a single thought. Is he still your pet from earlier episodes? Yeah, I still keep Tom Cruise in my garage. Nice. He's my best friend, my pet. And I feed him dog biscuits, but only when they're left over from my real dog because the priority. Of course. Priorities. Well, uh, just to kind of give a, a brief rundown of what L. Ron Hubbard is known for in case you don't really know that much about him at all. He was a science fiction writer who wrote a fuck ton of books all right. and many different kind of pulp fiction-y style of short stories and magazines and stuff. He wrote over 235 books. Mm. He also holds the Guinness World Record for the most published works by one author. For real? No joke. As well as huh. the most translated author in the world. I guess if you don't count the Bible. I did. I mean, there's no real author of that. And there's it's multiple people. Well, what's bananas is, I think, what, books that people know about him now is what, Dianetics and Dianetics 2? I mean, who the fuck cares Yeah. about his science fiction? I guess it was popular at the time, but... I think it was a big... Yeah, back then. That Oh, and he also created Scientology. Eh, that's a side note. <laughs> We're, today we are discussing the science fiction author, L. Ron Hubbard. No, yeah, we're going to get pretty deep into Scientology. Um, which... Dianetics June, you're much better than Krishna. Oh, is it? Yeah. Who sang that? Dianetics June, you're much better indeed. Is that Tenacious D? Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing is, uh, doing this research, I already knew a little bit about Scientology to some degree. Sure. But, uh, oh, man, doing research on somebody who created religion is a pain in the ass because you had to go and learn all about the religion. Like, and yeah. that's pretty, yeah. it's pretty deep stuff. Like, it goes well, on and on and on. What's annoying is if it were a respectable religion, like, you know, whatever, Judaism or, or something with a long history that you're like... I, I feels worth it to know this, but Scientology, is, you already know, is a bunch of horse shit. So, I mean, it was invented in the 50s. So. You're not going to really want to <laughs> fucking... Luckily, it's yeah. not too old, so a little bit easier to uh, gather all the info on. Yeah. 
But yeah. Which is why we're never going to do Madonna, because I am not going to learn about Kabbalah. I am not. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, he wrote many statements about his own life, and a lot of it, if not most of it, is just bullshit. Like I was saying, he's just a pathological liar. He exaggerates certain things or just flat out lies about them. And, I mean, we have a lot of proof that he did lie because of the contradictions from what he said as opposed to like what his own family member said, hmm. what the U.S. military said, right. what the government said, all these records that we have. He just constantly lied, so we're going to learn a lot about that shit. Sounds a lot like somebody else that's big on Twitter. Like, oh, right. Like, to give an example, just as a quick, he didn't even lie about stuff that was even important. Like, he always usually put himself in favor and, like, heroic and oh, yeah. And genius. But even just stupid shit. Like, he later on in his life told people that he grew up on a ranch that was in Montana that was a quarter of the state. Like, that's how big the ranch was. Okay. He didn't even grow up on a ranch. Like, he grew up in an apartment. <laughs> like, there wasn't anything, any part of that was true. But that he is told so... people that. Why? I don't know why he thought that that was important for people to think. That is so, my girlfriend goes to a different high school, you don't know her. Yeah, but even that's kind of beneficial. I mean, to the person who's saying it, they think they're getting away with like, oh, I'm, this is embarrassing if I don't yeah, have a but... girlfriend. So she goes to a different school. It's where you inflate shit for stupid reasons. Yeah. Like, you don't, whatever. I mean, half the, okay, it's fine. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna get mad, I think. <laughs> so I also wanted to give a thing. If we go missing, if people time goes missing. Sure. Please, someone look into, you know, Scientology. Make sure that they didn't come kidnap us and kill us. Yeah. Um, or if they did, you know. Send out an Amber Alert for Mud and uh, <laughs> I forgot your name. Me too. <laughs> Henry. Henry. Which is ironic because Henry they Melville. didn't know his name, so, so uh, they forgot it too. Yeah, set up an Amber Alert or maybe a Silver Alert. I don't know where we <laughs> fall in the color alerts. Uh, it should be the most extreme. People time is gone. Help. This is a serious... They have more listens than Trapped. Trap's newest album. If Trap goes missing and People Time go missing, I hope we get found first. I hope that's priority. Uh, I don't know. It depends on who takes us. Because if it's Scientology agents, I don't think we're not getting out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, I just want someone to know what happened. I don't care if like, we're already dead. And Oh, you just want the story? I mean, I just, I figure we're going to die, so we're not getting out, like you said. Fuck. Let's cancel the episode. Nah. Nah, let's do it. All right. You know why? Fuck you. Yeah. Scientology and anybody who gives a shit about anything ever. You can't control us. Well, I don't... Nah. Joe Rogan talks shit on him and he's fine. Although... He's higher status and money and... Yeah, but he also knows like jujitsu and shit and we... We don't. I'm scrawny as fuck. All right. We'll be hiding in our bunker for the next few episodes. Well, so we've been occasionally paying Martha Stewart to run security for us. Right. Because she's an ex-con. Uh, we'll just pay her more. Deal. And uh, we'll get more of them lemon pancakes she makes. And if we get captured, she can bake us a cake and send us a key in it. With a file. Bam. <laughs> We're fine. This is fucking fine. All right. Well, Elleron Hubbard, who, by the way, was born as Lafayette Ronald Hubbard. Lafayette's his name? Lafayette. Yeah. No wonder he goes by L. Yeah. He's born. <laughs> is he Creole? I know, right? Uh, I don't think so. Huh. He was born on March 13th, 1911 in Tilden, Nebraska. Alrighty, Nebraska. Nebraska. Um, his mother was the Dora May Hubbard, who, she was a teacher. She worked as a clerk for the state government during the First World War because, like I said, he was born in 1911, so we have World War One coming up in a few years. Bummer. Yeah. Spanish flu. Yeah, all sorts of crazy shit. 
the first pandemic. Well, the first great pandemic here-ish. Yeah, I think 1911, man. That's where, uh, right before the whole 20th century went. Yeah. His father was Harry Ross Hubbard, who was a United States Navy officer who served in the First World War One. So, yeah, the First World War One. Right, the First World War One. Right. That's the one we don't that came about. before the, the second first. After. Which one are we in now? In between. Uh, We're in the First World War Eight. I think so. I right know. Yeah, it's fought mostly on Twitter, <laughs> and it is brutal. <laughs> it is serious. People are getting snarky as hell. It's almost as bad as the chemical weapons they used in the First World War One. Right. Yeah. Almost. Um, and, you know, it's comparable. So Elrond's childhood, um, they moved around a bit because. Well, Ron's father was in the military. Navy. Yeah. Yeah, so they got relocated over and over again multiple times. So he kind of goes all over the place. But other than that, really, Ron seemed to have a, a relatively normal childhood. Like, he was in Boy Scouts. And he... I got touched. Would, probably. Bummer. I luckily missed that part, Boy Scouts. I didn't go all the time, though, so I must have missed that day. You missed the feely touchy day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to Boy Scouts a lot, and I just don't remember a lot. Strangely enough, I, blacking it out. I went to Boy Scouts and had a female leader, and she was the one who taught us about how to avoid those kinds of situations. Did actually, she really? And to be aware of it. Good for her. So, yeah. I had a creepy cow, scout master that, he didn't diddle me because I wasn't a good looking kid, <laughs> but there were some good looking kids in that in that club. Those poor bastards. Yeah. They're, yeah. All, they're all in prison somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where they are. Tying well, knots. He was in uh, Boy Scouts, and he claimed that he got his Eagle Scout when he was 13, making him the youngest Eagle Scout in the country, which is undoubtedly a lie. Because one, the Boy Scouts didn't keep track of age, you know, what age you were when you got a certain rank. No. So they wouldn't know if he, they couldn't confirm if he got his when he was 13, but how would he be able to compare if he was the youngest if he didn't know what anybody else's age were either? Because yeah, there's, there's not a... That. There's not an Eagle Scout database. And let's be honest. No one gives a shit. It's a the way to jerk get, off accomplishment. The way to get the Eagle Scout like, is having a pulse and being in Scouts. Like, yeah, just not leaving. It's like bragging that you learned how to whistle before everybody normally does. Or, I did, though. I did learn to whistle. Early. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm really proud of it, actually. <laughs> yeah. So the, he's I mean, already starting off lying, so it's just an odd thing to brag about, like of all the things. Like, I well, got my Eagle Scout when I was 13. I am seeing a very sad little man inside of a human body. You're going to see a lot of insecurities that is then overpowered by a lot of delusions of grandeur to try to help cover that up. Yep. Yeah. This is a very desperate attempt to not be you because you suck and you're aware of that. Yeah. Which is not what we do <clears throat> because my name really is Mud. That's who I actually am. Mm-hmm. I'm really Henry. We really are. Um, Elrond also claimed that while moving around to different locations, he had traveled on a ship with his father, and there on the ship, he received an education in Freudian psychology from Commander Joseph Snake Thompson. Hmm. Snake? That's his nickname. That's Snake. Don't call yourself Snake. And attended many lectures while aboard this ship. The funny thing is, is the timeline that Ron, or Elrond, I don't know what to call him, Elrond says that this was around would actually put him at the age of 12. So he was supposedly learning about psychology at age 12. Okay. And that he was doing so well that everyone just loved him. Freudian psychology is still newish at the time. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to call you Lof because his name's Lafayette, and I think that that might sound silly. 
So I want, I want to Lafayette bel- sounds silly. I want to belittle him. Oh, okay. So uh, Laf, that didn't happen. None of that happened. Yeah. There's not a guy named Snake. There was, but he was your scoutmaster, and the snake was a different thing, and it was in your mouth. The funny thing is nobody knew if he even existed or not, and someone went and did the research and found that the guy existed, but nobody knows if he knew anything about psychology or if he would have taught it to Elrond. <laughs> and even if he did, it might have been more in passing than like lectures or actually trying to teach the boy anything. So, so bizarre. A 12-year-old. By the way, who sucked at school, he constantly was failing like every, every oh, course. I'm sure he's not that bright. No, he's an idiot. So uh, he did go to very many different schools. He mostly attended in Washington State, Nebraska, and Montana because he was moved around so much. He wrote for a school newspaper at Helena High School in Montana. However, due to his terrible failing grades, which he got mostly Ds and Fs, he was dropped from enrollment in Helena High School, so he basically flunked out of high school. Way to go, pal. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I'm with him. I flunked out of high school. So did I. Yeah, fucking look at us now. We got a cult of dabblers. podcast. We have an army of dabblers now. Army, assemble! Pretty soon we're going to be able to take over, I don't know, Walmart or something. Whatever we feel like. Walmart, a uh, large section of L.A., or one Seven Eleven. Near the end of his <laughs> high school education, his father was stationed in Guam. So Elron and his mother went to go visit his father in Guam, and they made a couple brief stops at a couple different Chinese ports. You know, they're just making their way to Guam. Sure. And Elrond wrote in his uh, journal about what he thought of the Chinese people, where he referred to them as Uh-oh. gooks, sure, right, and right. calling them lazy and ignorant. <laughs> Granted, he's a young teenager, so it's good to see that he already has, you know, a pretty good outlook on other people. Well-rounded. Yeah, he's, he's positive and wonderful. He's seen the world. Uh, he knows when a person is a gook. Yeah. I don't feel good saying that. But what it was is that his fat, stinky ass was just jealous that they didn't smell. He was like, God damn it. No one recognizes how brilliant I am here. God damn it. He said the, the biggest problem with China is that there were too many chinks in his own words. <laughs> like, Jesus, dude. You're in China, <laughs> jackass. Where are the white people? Jesus. This Beijing is terrible. China has too many Chinese people. Fuck. <laughs> what an asshole. This place is lousy with chinks. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is crazy. <laughs> Where are we? Jesus. And I can't get a good orange chicken to save my life. <laughs> This is nuts. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's insightful. (laughs) Yeah. So Elrond would also, would later claim that when he went to China, he was going, he wasn't going as a tourist, but he was invited as a gifted student. Great. And that he was warmly received by everyone. Mm -hmm. He also claimed to receive ancient Eastern wisdom. Oh, God. um, And that he found that their teachings were actually lacking compared to his Western education that he was failed out of sure yeah okay buddy he also claimed to meet buddhist lamas as well as no you did not <clears throat> as the supposedly last chinese magician from an ancient line of magicians <laughs> all of which could not be confirmed and it seems that he probably uh didn't even actually travel that much in china other than just the ports that's what i would imagine i mean yeah young teenager they're not gonna let you just wander around china yeah well he claimed to go all around china and india and there's no evidence that he did he might have gone a little bit into china at best but he definitely wasn't doing all this shit that he said no he's at the port markets yeah he also buying fish seemed to neglect to put this in his own journals which we have now so it It wasn't that that, it wasn't that important at the time yeah his thoughts were on much larger issues but what's a fictional story without a little bit of danger yeah, good point. Elrond's got to have some sort of way Does to make he them fight off heroic. a group of ninjas? Close, kind of. There was a woman. She was a chink, so I didn't really care. But she was being attacked by a group of ninjas. And I know, 
I had no battle training, but I had the heart. I saved her ass, and then I fucked it. So I... Whatcha? And she said I changed her life forever. After I had sex with her, she never touched another Asian man again. <laughs> no, he did claim that he never. encountered ruthless pirates. Of course. While he sailed around China and Guam, and also that, for whatever reason, specifically, an Italian swordsman had cut him across the cheek with a saber. But don't worry, everybody. Elrond swiftly punched his lights out. Ketcha! He really said all that, so, yeah. Um, wow. What a sad, pathetic kid. He doesn't have any scars on his face or anything. I'm pretty sure none of that happened. So I'm assuming uh, this story that you're getting, Elrond probably told much later. So the Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He kept a journal. So he I wrote should... very little about it, saying basically that he thought China was trashy and the people sucked. And that's all he wrote about his journals for the most part. So, and so... I don't want to make fun of a kid. He's probably not a piece of shit yet, but... He's, he's basically the same person later on, so... What a stupid kid. Go ahead and yeah. Ugh! terrible he's not a ninja at all yeah so like i said i mean he really is just kind of a sad kid who probably has some insecure issues and delusions of grandeur well think about himself sound cool all the time he probably spent a lot of the time on the boat reading bored out of his mind reading books like fucking moby dick adventure stories yeah that are that are deep and thoughtful and he was looking off into the wilds of asia like man if only i could get out there i would definitely like Kill, like meeting llamas you know for you know like because me like i don't even want to be out there but if i went it would be like huh oh i would meet magicians who would teach me magic spells from ancient lines that they nobody don't even, even know there's not anymore. even a name for it for yeah. what they do yeah. it's, it's called and don't mess with me or else i'll do that to you and he's he's telling this to the only person left on the boat which is the janitor who's like you are a weird fat kid but i shoot fire out of my palms from an ancient Chinese. The guy just continues on mopping his way out of the <laughs> door. Hey, return to me, waif. I will fire you. Hey, hey, Jerry. Okay. You know what? You're going to play with me, Jerry? Anyway, as I was saying to myself, yeah. there was an army of ninjas. And he never really grows out of this. looked them in, with my death stare. <laughs> yeah. And they all shit their pants. I'm so cool. I'm writing this down. I, oh my god! Why am I not writing this down? I gotta write this down. This is great. This yeah. Is good stuff. He 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 would continue on with more lies. I mean, he said that he taught at some schools in Guam, despite being a teenager at this time who failed out of high school. Um, he also supposedly broke bread with Mongolian bandits, shared campfires with Siberian shamans, and befriended more magicians. All of which he no, he neglected to write down in his own journal. What's the deal with magicians? What is that? Is that? He likes spells and shit. You'll, oh, you'll yeah, when he hangs up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, chaos magic or whatever they, they call make it. so such a good team. We're going to get into that. Him and Jack should have stayed together. I think he stole. He did. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So what, what actually happened during all this time was that his mother was trying to help him finish his education. And she's still breastfeeding him because he's a <laughs> pathetic little dweeb. So that he could uh, enroll into the U.S. Navy Academy. But despite his mother's efforts, he failed the entrance exam. Mother, there's too many Asians here. Hmm. We're in China, honey. Just shh, 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 shh. Hmm. I already killed all the all the shamans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're so great. You're so wonderful. You're the you're the best and brightest. Okay. I know. Um, he did write some short fictional stories during this time, so he was trying to get into the science fiction writing, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's already lying about everything else. Might as well just start write, writing stories about. It for the sake of stories, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. If you're a pathological liar, where 
you're you hate yourself so much on the inside you project the fake outside turn that uh imagination into some cash there you go yeah you'll be an author buck rogers etc yeah sure fucking great when Elrond did return to the States, though, he lived with his grandparents, and he actually ended up enrolling back into another high school and was able to actually finish and graduate with his diploma. Though I have my suspicions. <laughs> I, have, I have no proof of this. This is just my own stupid opinion. I have my suspicions that he cheated because his grades went from Ds and Fs to, like, As and Bs. Yeah. I, just, I just wouldn't put it past him that he found a way to cheat. Maybe not. Maybe he buckled down and just was like, I got to get my diploma and just did it. Right? No, he didn't. But he also chose this school specifically because it had credits that go towards the George Washington University. And if you get enough credits while you graduate from high school, you actually get to skip the entrance exam to the college. Oh, okay. So that way he didn't have to do that part, which he probably would have failed out. Yeah, he uh, yeah he, he pulled some strings somewhere. Maybe so. So he actually does go to the George Washington University after graduating high school, and he only spends two years there. He was trying to study engineering, but despite boring going there, he drops out basically without any degree or anything. Ron would later claim that only that he did receive a doctorate degree yeah. from this location, <laughs> yeah. from this university. But they didn't honor it. But on top of that, he was one of the first people to get a formal education in nuclear physics. And he would mm -hmm. also claim that his education was the foundation of his later philosophical research which is funny if you put that all together because he's already blind as it is about all this shit and it's based on his religion later on that he's going to create so all of it's based on a lie there's a pretty clear line yeah between the bullshit that he says and then the religion that people pay to attend and religion is i should we should make a religion apparently it it's not that hard well, if we just take a bunch of like the main themes of other religions that's what he did mix them together mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to need some cash, you know, for well, maintenance. Of course, et cetera. It to us. It's called the People Time Church of God. <clears throat> of God Ninja Army. That sounds way cooler. This is why we have to work together. This is perfect. So the sun is actually, what generates it is the friction of an army of ninjas fighting each other. Oh. And you have to practice this. Um, to be faithful, and uh, you have to create your own friction. We're called fire makers. And once you get to the ascended level, you actually can make fire with your hands. So yeah. It's incredible. And the goal is not to worship the sun. No. It's yeah. to become an army to defeat the sun. We will black out the sun and become gods of the solar system. People die. Now pay for, you have to pay for it, though. You do. Cash. Just even to come into no, the doors. We don't take checks. The coverage charge. Yeah, I mean this is some serious Children knowledge. Children are free under five. If they're if they're not portly, we're looking for athletes. <laughs> we will turn people away. We need ninjas. <laughs> this is very serious shit. <laughs> well, even though he failed out of college, many Scientology biographies highlight that he was the leading genius in the field of atomic and molecular science and obtained a doctorate in nuclear physics, even though we now know that none of this is true. So we know that at George Washington University, he dropped out without even an associates. Yeah. Great. We actually have some fun notes from people who actually went to school with him while he was there, or the school itself, which was basically all stated that he rarely attended his classes and detested his subjects that the only reason why he, he stated the only reason why he took those subjects is because his father chose them. 
so he didn't even want to take the, the classes he was taking. Okay, right, yes. Uh, his grades were constantly poor with a D average, and though he took a nuclear physics class, he received an F <laughs> and rarely showed up. That's because he already understood it. Yeah. He didn't need to be there. The Church of Scientology would also later write that he receives his pilot's license during this time frame, and without much training time, he took up powered flight, and it is recognized as one of the most outstanding pilots in the country. Hmm. Which is funny because he, Elrond did get his license. However, it's only for gliders, not powered engined. He can't use an engine. Aircrafts, yeah. So, so he can fly a kite. Yeah, he can get into a glider. Legally. Uh, and I don't know how, like, who's the best glider in the world? Does anyone care? It's him. Yeah. He, he was the greatest glider. So even, he did that too. It's funny because Tremendous. Tremendous. Elrond's a giant liar, but his church later on also not only takes his lies and continues lying for him, but they'll actually add on to the lies. I mean, why not? He he created a mythology, so it's what you want it to be. It's That's actually right. very... It's like how a lot of religions work, right? Very smart. You find out something false about your own church, so you end up either just continuing lying about it, yeah. or you make up some narrative that somehow works for you. Well, it's when you find out that who you've put your faith in is not a godlike figure. You have to reinforce the original idea so you can sleep at night. Uh, good example, Donald Trump is not destroying pedophilia from within via QAnon. He's just a fat loser yeah. who knows nothing. Um, so that's how human psychology works. Yeah, well, but people don't want to get their whole foundation destroyed. It's too much to handle when you exactly. realize your whole entire belief system in the life you're living as well as possibly the afterlife Starts crumbling around you, you just deny oh, it. You oh, just go, God. Everything's fine. And you just start. Well, that's why. We'll plaster over this giant hole in our fucking system. That Not we... even there. Okay. Not even there. We're fine. Deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths. That's why Jesus was a very nice rabbi who mouthed off to a Roman soldier and got killed. And then all of his people were like, he, uh, he was a god. He was a god. Mm -hmm. He was a god. And he said he's coming back. And it just keeps happening. By the way, all the followers that are currently in the church right now of Scientology, they pretty much blindly <laughs> believe all of his lies as well as what the church lies about, including his education, his adventures that we're going to go talk about. Why not? It's weird because basically if you're listening to this right now and you're a Scientologist, you either already stopped listening <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Probably. Or you're listening and you think all my research is bullshit and it's all one big conspiracy against your church. Like they think that it's like how Mormons – Tell people, like, don't go look. That's the devil whispering in your ear. Right. Don't go look into these things that are against the church. Don't look at anything anti-churchy. It's very much like that. So people don't think that this stuff's true. They think he actually ha is a genius and went through but all this stuff. what makes no sense about that is in Mormonism, the adversary is the devil. He's like this demigod. But in Scientology, they don't have that. What's the point of the conspiracy? I don't know. It won't be clear. Fuck oh, you. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. You know what the problem is? We got too many Thetans. Is that how that works? Yeah. We're we're rotten with Thetans around here. <laughs> Actually, the walls of the People Time Bunker is just Thetans weaved into each other. Yeah. It's really good for weather. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into that so we can explain some more what that is. Sweet. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of weird to think about that, that today Scientologists, most of them don't go look up these facts that the, the schools have provided, you know, their records. And all I that get shit. it. So, yeah. I get it. You don't want to lose your foundation. The funny thing, though, is it's not really a complete secret to all the members that he didn't get his... Because he claimed to get a PhD, which 
He didn't even graduate with anything. And it's funny, they flip-flop back and forth between the narrative of he got his PhD and, well, he left school. He could have gotten his PhD if he would have started, but he actually went to go. He found something more meaningful with his life, which huh. was to go look at the whole meaning of everything. That's super important. Great. That's more important than nuclear physics. And you're going to find it, Lafayette? Yeah. Great. You know, it's a good thing you're an Eagle Scout. This is really going to come in handy. You can tie some fucking knots. Yeah. You reject. <laughs> Funny is, I already hate the character Sans, the evil stuff he does. I just don't like him. No, he, no, just the stupid shit he's he He's a jackass. Up. I'm sorry to say this. I don't like to be necessarily super... Yes, I do. He's a fucking jackass. Yeah. We, we've done... We've done jackasses before who've done good things and bad things. Yeah. There's people. This one's just a big giant liar, and that's what his whole entire life is. So It's kind of like George Patton. I think I just ran his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Giant I, jackass. I just like George Patton, though. I mean. Love the man. A bit of an asshole, a little bit of a crybaby, but also uh, I liked some of the stuff he did. It was fun. It was a good story. He helped Great us, people time. Helped us kill helped the us Nazis. Time. Great man. Yeah. Uh, giant ass baby weirdo. Jackass. Go listen to the episode. <laughs> Check it out. It's, pretty, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, another fun lie that Ron told uh, was just before he dropped out of college, he said that he had planned out an expedition and adventure to go explore the Caribbean with his classmates. And while sailing to the Caribbean, they hit a storm and the cowardly captain of the ship didn't know what to do. So Elrond had to take both the helm and the charts and was able to bravely course the ship to safety. Let me take over. And that the adventure was successful. Call me Captain Lafayette. None of that happened, right? No. No, oh, God. So here, well, here's what really happened was the university had planned a trip, not him, as he claimed it was all him. <laughs> but they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I was a really creative and smart kid. One time in elementary school, I planned for the whole class to go to the museum. Yeah. And I, la I rounded us up, and I made sure we walked in single file line, and I charted the school bus and for, for us. the teacher started to take the line somewhere else, and I was like, oh, that idiot. Hey, hey. It's this way, guys. Come on. And then at one point, the bus driver, he just died. So I drove. <laughs> I drove the bus. I got all the kids back at safely. And soundly? On time to meet their parents in the parking You're lot. You're welcome. And all the parents came up to me, and they shook my hand, and they gave me hugs, and I was like, you're welcome. It's, it's cool. It's, I mean, it's my plan. I just saw it through. It's cool. That's what I do. You know what's cool? You know what? Don't celebrate me. Celebrate what your children learned in the museum, like dinosaur bones and stuff. You know? Yeah. Making your kids Remember smarter. that I helped, but yeah. Yeah, like I, I you know, it was my idea. I don't know if you, if you want to like, I don't know if you want to celebrate me. If you want to write that down or something, <laughs> give me a plaque or whatever. You put it in the museum. There you <laughs> go. Take your kids there again later to see it. Just one, one day, an eight-year-old child led, <laughs> led a class of children. They were always single file, and on God. the on the buddy system. L. Ron Hubbard, the biggest plaque in the museum. Yeah, you're gonna want to make it really. Can we rename the museum L. Ron Hubbard Museum in celebration of this tremendous day? Oh man. Yeah. So here's what really happened. I am great. <laughs> I am great. So the school, they uh, they planned out this trip. And the funny thing is, like, students kept backing out of it before the sale date. They were trying to get, like, 50 students to go, which is funny because they were going to go there to kind of collect some stuff to take back to maybe possibly take to a museum and just, like, any kind of artifacts they could find. All right. It's like a fun little trip, whatever. That seems very rich kid shit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the captain of the ship, they were, they were sailing once they got on. Um, and, and it's funny, too, because... Ron said he didn't want to go, but he was bored, so he decided to. 
Was, <laughs> okay. He's like, he's like, this is a dumb idea, but I guess I've got nothing better to do. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess whatever. So he went on the ship. Whatever, I guess, I guess. They did hit a storm, and it was really, really bad, and it pushed them off course, and they had to make a whole bunch of different stops. On top of that, for whatever reason, their fresh water tank had a leak in it, so they had to make additional stops. And it got to the point where it was just too much of a mess. It was taking more time than they had planned. It was costing more money than they planned. Most of the students were like, just turn back around. Where? Well, and it's funny, the captain said that, like, because he was an experienced captain and had been out a bunch. He's like, this was like one of the worst trips I've ever done. The storm was like one of the worst ones I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. Our tank leaking, like that hasn't ever happened before. You know what it is? It's uh, Bermuda Triangles right there. Oh, shit, there it is. And the natural forces feel the spiritual power of, of Ronnie Boy. And they're like, we got to take him down. <laughs> Get him out of here. We know what's, he's too much power. He's so pure. So they turned around. Like, they never made it to the Caribbean. <laughs> and he claims that they did, and that only while he was there at the Caribbean, he gathered specimens. Of undiscovered species. Which <laughs> is not disclosed of what specimens. And then uh, the church oh will God. later say, of Scientology, will later say that they are in some museum, which is also undisclosed of which museum. It's just a museum. It, yeah. They it's an artifact. Said, they also said that he took pictures um, while he was at the Caribbean that the New York Times bought from him and used. But again, he never actually made it there, so that's also a lie. I mean, take a picture of a kid on a boat, say he's on an island. I mean... There you go. Th- even job. then, like... like what is it, why does it matter? None of this means anything. Yeah. That, I think that's what pisses me off about his lies, where I'm just like, why, dude? And I think the whole thing is, is at Fuck least what you. the church is doing later on is they're just trying to make this guy look squeaky clean and that he was just an awesome adventure even if it wasn't necessarily these great huge things all the time anything that was going on in his life they made it this huge like uh better than it really was they're trying to make it not seem lame and dumb like yeah he got on a boat there was a storm they had to turn back around kind of a lame story yeah yeah so instead let's just turn it into a cool adventure make him sound like a badass well their clean water pump was breaking so ronnie because he's so pure, just peed into the pump, and it was clean water. Because he wanted it to be. Because he's clean. He willed it. He said, body, make refreshing water, and it did. And he just peed for three days. And everyone lived because of him. And everyone on the boat just stood around clapping. Yeah. For three days. The funny thing is is that he writes in his own journal about this. Oh, Ronnie, stop peeing so I can suck your dick. <laughs> oh, I want it so bad. Can't now, babe. I'm on the job. I gotta keep people alive. Saving lives. Have a drink. Suck my dick Open later. up. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is he wrote his own journals about this trip and says that it was awful. He hated it. <laughs> that all of the yeah. other classmates were cursing the whole time about how awful it was and wanted to go back the entire time. Even though the church will say that 50 years after this adventure, they still are claiming this was the most exciting time of their life and that L. Ron Hubbard was the best person to know when we were on this ship, and he was so great and wonderful. Yeah, nobody nobody said any of that stuff. They all fucking hated it and wanted to go back home. I hate how pathetic this all is. But after this failed trip, L. Ron wrote in his own journal saying that he needed to blow off steam from this disappointing attempt to go to the Caribbean, so he instead got onto another ship to take a trip to Puerto Rico. So he's just really hellbent on that. He just wants to be in the tropics for some reason. I think he was wanting to go on this boat trip, even though he didn't really want to. But then when he got on the ship, he's like, okay, maybe this will be a cool, fun adventure. And then it didn't work out. And then he was pissed off that it didn't work out. He's like, I'm still going to go on a fucking adventure. I mean, for a kid who's a liar, he needs miles between him and wherever he ends up so he can tell people some elaborate shit. Yeah. So if he stays on campus, he can't make shit up. 
He can't talk about how he killed a whole tribe of cannibals. Not until he leaves. bare hands. Yeah, so. But then again, being a... I'm assuming he's wealthy. I mean, I know his, yeah. his dad's military, but... His parents and his grandparents were wealthy. He's clearly wealthy. When in fact, he kind of lives off a lot of their money. I would imagine indefinitely. Oh, pretty much, pretty long in his life. Fuck. So, he does go to Puerto Rico, and in case you haven't figured out already, there are two stories. His story and, uh, you know, what actually happened. <laughs> right. So, Elrond <laughs> lies... He claimed that he went to Puerto Rico to conduct a mineral survey for mining and that it was a pioneered exploration to collect a body of data that would be beneficial for everyone. Great. Yeah. Thanks. The church would also go on later on to include that he was a genius because he talked to his father, who was in the military, who had military buddies, and he had convinced them that he was going to go do this awesome mining exploration, and if they wanted in, to put money down, and then everybody in the end won and got rich um none of that happened not even close he did go to puerto rico he didn't even make it he did oh i'm time. sorry you said he did make this it. time he did yeah he actually made it to his destination for once so uh yeah what happened was puerto rico actually got hit by a hurricane three weeks prior and oh. they were needing relief and what happened was his father had wrote a letter to the navy commission and said hey i'd like to send my son down there maybe he can go help is that cool and they granted him access he went down there so he was part of a humanitarian mission but we don't even think he actually helped. Oh. He went down there. Say, that's a better story anyway than your mineral say, right. bullshit. Right. It makes him sound more heroic. He should have lied about that. Been like, I went and helped everybody. Actually, yeah. he did. So he did both of these things uh, according to his lies. He was mining and getting everybody rich because he found a bunch of gold. Sure. And then he said himself that when he went down there to go help the Puerto Ricans, that he said that he was the field executive. <laughs> Of the American Red Cross in Puerto Rico hurricane disaster. As soon as he got there, they saw who was in charge. <laughs> they knew. They knew. They're like, oh my God, just look at him. He's clearly in charge. They just... saw me glistening in the sun like, get him a clipboard. So it's funny. You know what I'm saying. I like it because he told this first story that he went down there for an expedition. Later on, somebody was like, I thought you were going down there for this thing. He's like, oh well, yeah, while, while I was there, I also helped Puerto Ricans. Thank you for mentioning it. Actually, I did Whew. I did both. I didn't want to really perfectly, you know, brag too much about it, but I helped everybody in Puerto Rico, like every single person. I met with every single one of them. Uh, I gave them all very useful life advice, um, often giving them money. Uh, I had sex with a few of them. But what really matters is that Puerto Rico is lousy with wetbacks. <laughs> They're everywhere here. <laughs> Why is there so many Puerto Ricans in they Puerto Rico? They needed my help. <laughs> they were all brown. It's very strange. Everywhere you looked. Yeah, they're, they're lucky I was there. I helped them. Well, it's funny, too, because what some of his shipmates said that when he was there was that basically the whole entire time he was panning for gold without any luck. There's so no you, gold there. So you mix the two stories together of his lies, and there's where the truth is. Is He went there, he didn't help anybody, and he panned for gold and didn't find any. Got back on the boat and went back home. <laughs> I don't think you had a good time doing this research. I think you're exhausted. <laughs> Oh my God! There's so many. <laughs> I just go with the lie. What did he say? And then I have to go find out what actually happened. Yeah. So you did two. You did two. Yeah. Jobs. I think it's fun though. It's hilarious to me. No, I mean it's a good time. I just think this is it's exhausting to even hear. <laughs> Everything has two stories. You're like, oh my God, Ron. Yeah. You piece of shit. So it got it got fun to the point. I was like, oh man, what is Ron gonna say about this time? Oh man, That's I know true. what actually happened. So let's hear what. Oh yep, he said some lies. <laughs> oh God. You can always anticipate some bullshit where you're like, this is gonna keep being fun. He's gonna say some jackassery. Yeah. This is how the story is gonna continue. I told you, like ninety percent of it's like, here's what he said he did, and here's what actually happened. I'm flipping back and forth between real rage and then joy. Yeah. 
at, like I hate him, and then I love that he doesn't. He's just kind of a fat piece of shit. He's a jackass. He's a jackass. Uh, when Elrond returned back to the States, it was 1933, he's like 22 years old, he did start a relationship with a, another glider pilot named Margaret Grubb. Ooh. Um, he got her pregnant, and so soon after they decided to get married, she ends up miscarrying the baby, but a few months later, she just gets pregnant again. All right. So they end up having their first son. Um, Ronnie doesn't believe in condoms. I guess not. But well, One thing he, so far in the story, he's, he's been amazing. The only thing he's not amazing at is pulling out. <laughs> not that hard, Ronnie. He told her that he did, but he didn't. <laughs> I told her I did. I didn't fucking do it. And then she was like, um, all of it? He's like, yeah, no, all of it. Yeah, all no, of it. Yeah, sorry. All of it, yeah. <laughs> See you later. No, uh, well, they, I'm going to go get some chicken. <sighs> they named their first son L. Ron Hubbard Jr. Ew. And I can't tell you how much I hate when people name their kid after themselves. Don't, don't, don't do it. It's just kind of pathetic. Like, you suck. And it's not that great of a tradition, even for the sake of traditions. So, yeah, they have a son. They also end up, a couple of years later, having a daughter as well, which the daughter's name is Catherine May Hubbard. This is with Grub. Grub. All right. She nice? I, I would imagine. He didn't treat her very well. So, what? I know, right? Can't imagine. He probably took all his frustrations of his non-heroic life out on her. So Yeah, I mean, lying 24 hours a day is exhausting. At some point, you stop lying, and you just sob uncontrollably. And your lovely wife is asking what's wrong, and you're like, Nothing! Give me lasagna! I'm the greatest! <laughs> I deserve more. There wouldn't even be Puerto Rico without me. <laughs> It'd be just underwater, probably. Probably. I'm the greatest. Ronnie's the, Ronnie's the greatest. Yeah, and he just jerks off violently saying his own name over and over again. During this time, Elrond didn't have a degree or a really a steady job, so he turned to what he did enjoy doing, at least, which is writing fictional stories. So he ends up writing for, like, pulp fiction magazines where they just have... People can just send in short stories, and they'll pay you for it if they're good. Yeah. So he sent in his first one, and it got published in a magazine, and readers seemed to enjoy it a lot. So the magazine kept buying more of his short stories, and other magazines also started kind of picking up what he was writing. And it's already space stuff, spacey shit. Sci-fi and pew, fantasy. Pew. All right. For the most part during this time frame, yeah. He is a creative thinker. Strangely enough, I don't know why, but he actually, even within his first couple dozens of short stories, he used many different pen names. So, like, hmm. he didn't just use his name or just one pen name. He used a ton. Don't know what that's about. I don't know either. Using <laughs> <laughs> oh. a fake name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> right, Mud. I get My you. name's Mud. It's always Ben. <laughs> but uh, though he's best known for his fantasy and science fiction stories, later on, Elrond would actually write under a very wide variety of genres like romance, mystery, travel, and even aviation. All right. So he spread out a bunch. Sounds like he's got a natural talent for writing. Yeah, I mean, he was considered to be a really good writer when it came to especially sci-fi. You know, I read a lot of that kind of shit, but I've never read an original Hubbard, because why? I mean, at this yeah. point... It's yeah. also, like, back He's... in, like, the 30s and 40s, so, like... Not that I'm saying that those are bad writers back then, but when you're writing short stories and well, stuff... some of that shit's fun. Yeah. Asimov has some stuff like that from back then that's really cool. There's uh, a lot of guys. What's his name? Uh, No, Love Good, Good Love, Good, Good... What the <laughs> fuck is his name? What? The guy who wrote all the crazy-ass things. Oh, the Cthulhu guy? Yeah. Ugh. Love, Lovecraft. Thank you. God, that was going to kill HR. me. HR. HR Lovecraft. I don't think HR is right either. This is all bad. It <laughs> is It is Lovecraft. <laughs> Lovecraft. I think. <laughs> yeah. Myth of Cthulhu, and I don't know the fucker's name. 
That's what I haven't done people time on him. I don't know shit. I think he was like really racist. HP Lovecraft. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> nice. Whew, that took a long time. But anyways. But yeah, because he, uh, his fictional stories were becoming really popular, he even got picked up by Hollywood, who wanted to make one of his short stories into a movie, and they asked him to even write the script for the movie, which the movie was called The Secret of Treasure Island. Ooh. Yeah. Which involves a bunch of pirates on an island in the Caribbean, loading up gold, but then all of a sudden, the devil volcano, and I say that because it's an actual line in the movie erupts on the island and the pirates are either killed or they have to flee and thus creating rumors that there's treasure on the island that's just waiting for someone to go get. Now you'll notice it's neat. In that story are a bunch of his own lies. Oh. I mean, he lied about Caribbean. He never went to the Caribbean. Searching for treasure. Gold. <laughs> he never found gold. Great. Pirates. He supposedly fought pirates. Didn't do that. And volcanoes will come up later in his story. So. Yeah, yes. Yeah. If you've, if you've watched the South Park episode, it explains that pretty well. Yikes. Yeah. What a strange man. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. It's weird. Also, it wouldn't be fully a uh, complete story unless we had in a bunch of Elrond's lies about this. So he also claimed to write for a bunch of other movies. However, all the movies that he mentioned that he wrote for never credited him for it. And it's probably just bullshit. And he never wrote for them. No, he wrote Citizen Kane uh, <laughs> and Singing in the Rain, Some Like It Hot. Uh, he wrote Apocalypse Now. Um, he wrote Saving Private Ryan. He wrote Saving Ryan's Privates. That was the porno sequel? The, yes, the, the porn parody. He wrote that. We do know that there are movies that were made from Elrond's work later on, like Battlefield Earth, which <laughs> came out in 2000, starring none other than the devote and high-ranking Scientologist John Travolta. Greatest movie of all time. I haven't seen it. It's great. Is it really? No, it's awful. That's I've what, never seen it. It is so bad, it's great. I did try Well, to... it's actually so bad, it's actually bad, like hard to get through. Yeah. But it feels like a badge to watch it. I watched like 10 minutes of The Secret of Treasure Island and it was boring as shit, so. Well, what year is this? 50-something? No, we're back something? in the 30s. 30s? Yeah. Yeah, movies were different back then. Some of them are fun. In 1938, he's about 27 years old, by the way, at this time, okay. Elrond wrote a manuscript that was never published called The One Command. Also, maybe it was a working title because it was also called Excalibur. Okay. It was never published, but this was basically the early version of his book that would come out later called Dianetics, which is basically the foundation of the, the religion that he creates. Dianetics, June, you're much better than Krishna. <laughs> Dianetics is very hard to read if you're interested. And we'll come up obviously more with Dianetics, um, but yeah. So Elrond himself claimed that his book Excalibur would revolutionize everything and that it was more important and would have more impact on people than the Bible. <laughs> okay. He also claimed that the inspiration for the book came to him when he had a near-death experience at the dentist office. What? <laughs> he actually said this. And was um, actually dead for eight minutes while getting getting dental work done because he had a bad reaction to the medication is what supposedly gave him the near-death experience. Now, I don't know if he actually... It's possible, I guess, you could have a, you know, a bad reaction to some sort of medication or if they knock you out or whatever. Yeah, I read about a, a, a poor girl who died. Yeah, uh, recently just at a routine dentist thing. That happens. Now, I have no idea if he even had that experience. And if he did... I believe that. I like that he uh, was like, uh, that's when I got my inspiration when I was dead for eight minutes straight. I know how long I asked the dentist. But nonetheless, whether it's true or fake, that is the funniest story of like a near-death experience at the dentist. It's the lamest. <laughs> it's easily the lamest. Yeah. Like a guy's hand is in your mouth <laughs> and you're dreaming about aliens yeah oh god what a fucking weirdo because you already lie you might as well say you were climbing mount kilimanjaro 
might as well make it something and, cooler. And and you you didn't fall. Like I, I'm you would to... never fall. You were helping another mountain climber, and then he made you fall, and then you died for eight minutes. Yeah. Like the fact that he even admits of the dentist chair, I think that's probably true. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is more boring is like I went to a parent teacher conference and then had a near death experience. <laughs> like what the fuck? It was so boring I died <laughs> for eight minutes. For eight minutes. <laughs> So Elrond was so sure that Excalibur was going to be a hit that he sent a bunch of letters to multiple publishers stating that he had written the book. Oh. Like, this is the book, guys. It's going to sell like crazy. You know the good book? This is the gooder book. Oh, my God. It's great. It's gooder. And he would discuss selling it to whoever gave him the best offer. However, none of the publishers cared. None of them gave him an offer. Nobody was interested. Some weird esoteric bullshit. It's not the time. Yep. So... This failure caused Elrond to go into a bit of a state of depression where he felt like he had this golden book idea. And oh, man. He felt his short story writing in magazines was, was actually hurting his image as a novel writer because he wasn't being taken completely seriously. That's how he felt. Sure. But it was also his only way of making a living. You know, I'll, I'll give him that. So, I mean, we've talked shit because he's a huge piece of shit, but at tw- in your late 20s, being a novelist, good job. Yeah, Sold the script. He's a creative guy. Nice yeah. work. Yeah, I would say when it comes to writing fiction. Yeah. Hell yeah. Credit where it's due. But he kind of... I know I'm sure it sucks. I would imagine his fiction is garbage. I don't know. When you can create a whole entire religion off of it, maybe you got to get a little bit more credit for your fiction. <laughs> That's probably true, too. Um, we're going to go into that a little bit. So he kind of mopes around until in 1940, he joined up a club called the Explorers Club. Ooh. which already existed, and he heard about them and was like, I want to join up these guys. And they were planning a trip to go to Alaska to do a radio experimental expedition. So their thing is legit. That's what they're trying to go do. However, the trip was plagued with multiple problems, and two days after they set out, their ship engine broke down. Like, this guy's just bad luck. Yeah. Like, anytime there's an adventure, it just it never works. And then he has to make up lies to make it sound way cool. And it, That's actually better happens. for him. That's way better. Probably. You can, can create the story. But they didn't have the cash to fix the engine to continue the trip, so they were kind of stranded at a port for a while until they were able to scrounge up enough money to fix the engine enough to travel back home. Hmm. So nothing really became of it. It was just a failed trip like his previous ones. But he killed a polar bear with his bare hands because it was threatening him. That's like the most dangerous bear, man. Do you even know that? Do you even know? You've never encountered a polar bear. You ever smelled one to its face? <laughs> you ever make fun of its mother? Hey. I have. Fuck you, bear. Your mother was a fat whore. And you then, wanna go? And then he was scared and he ran away. But I chased him down. Because our fight wasn't over. <laughs> it wasn't over. You get back here, bear. You run away from me like my mother. Bitch. Bitch. And I proceeded to beat it to death. And I made a coat. Can't show it to you right now. It's at a museum it's Taylor. It's at a, it's at a museum. Yeah. Can't see it right now. When Elrond returned back home, he decided to join the U.S. Navy. So it's 1941 at this point. He's 30 years old. And World War II, it's already been going on in Europe. So Yeah, what is this fucking ass not joining up? Uh, that's what he's doing now. Um, oh, this good. time, though, he, he wasn't able to get in before he tried, remember, and he failed the entrance exam. Idiot. Yeah. Right. yeah. So this time what he does is he has an old friend who had recently just become a state representative. He asks that guy, hey, send in a letter of recommendation and describe me as one of the most brilliant men that you've ever met. 
so I can get into the Navy. Also, I need that in writing, please. And he does. (laughs) So that guy sends in that thing to try. He thinks he's helping his friend. I'm like, all right, I'll help you get in the Navy. I mean, in war times, that's a good idea. Just get bodies in there. And along with this letter, Elrond also pretending to be someone else writes himself a letter recommendation to go along with it, stating. This is what he said about himself, pretending to be someone else. I have known him for many years and have found him discreet, loyal, honest, and without peer in the art of getting things done swiftly. For courage and ability, I cannot too strongly recommend him. Who is this fictional person? He also has the biggest penis of anyone. May I say, I know this is not professional. (laughs) That penis changed me. Changed me in ways I can't conceive of. And he's very uh, humble about it. Yeah, he doesn't show it off. Unless you ask. And then he'll totally show it off. <laughs> it's great. It's amazing. He would make a great soldier. Or probably prostitute. Commander. Or president. You know what? I retract this letter. I'm sending this to the, to the White House. Please disregard this. I'll send it to you anyway. For your records. I am now calling the president to ask him to resign. Please write this down and say that I, some other guy, said all this stuff about Elton. Not Ron. <laughs> this is definitely not Ron, by the way. This is not Ron. <laughs> Said like three different times throughout the letter. <laughs> and I, not Ron, but by the way, <clears throat> love Il Ron Hubbard with all of my cock. And heart and mind and soul. And soul. My soul is fucking a wet-ass pussy for that dick. I'm not Ronakin. <laughs> Still. So he is accepted on to the Navy due to these two letters. Who did he say he was in that letter? Just I don't know. Who, like just a, a fucking random, grocer? Yeah, just some... He just wrote down someone's so name. So fucking weird. So, because he, he's accepted into the Navy, he starts out with a desk job as a clerk, but he soon requests to be transferred to Navy Intelligence because he believes that he is way better than everybody else around him. He thinks everybody else around him are, are idiots. <laughs> idiots. And that he deserves more. So he does get transferred. However, his superiors find him to be awful. Even writing a report and letters stating that he is not performing satisfactory, he is constantly giving everyone false impressions of his importance <laughs> as well as his abilities. And they go on to state that he needs to be closely supervised. Oh, that's fantastic. So even them are like, I can't stand this guy. He is fucking conceited, arrogant. He just talks about himself and how great he is. And he's not doing his job. Like, that's all he does all day long. He needs to be supervised a lot. Hey, did you see uh, that attack that we had with the, the Japs yesterday where oh, I just my blasted God. them all down? Did you read the story? Huh? <laughs> I just assume he made the shit up when they're still off the coast of California. He's like, no, you, you probably you slept story? through it. I just this all makes a lot of sense for what we've been to building predict- too. Predictable, huh? Well, we're gonna get into I that. I killed story, eighteen so. jet planes. So, due to these reports, Elrond is giving. Haven't even gotten out of bed in two days, <laughs> dude. It's so weird how how accurate this is <laughs> of your making fun of him story and how much truth is about to come up with that. Oh, Ron. <laughs> so, due to these these reports, fucking Elrond. worm, Jesus. Elrond is given another low-end desk job, but Elrond hates this, and he thinks that, again, he's better than everyone else. This is stupid. He's around idiots. He needs to be up somewhere higher. So he requests to get transferred, and he keeps working on it, and finally he gets transferred to a submarine training camp. But he fails here as well. And another report is made about him stating, considering this officer lacking in the essential qualities of judgment, leadership, and cooperation, he acts without forethought and is not considered to be qualified for command or promotion at this time. Recommended duty on a large vessel where he can be heavily and properly supervised. At the bottom of the boat. Yeah. 
So he does. He gets transferred onto a large vessel, and Elrond obviously lies about his experiences in the military, stating that how great of a military leader he was, and gave a whole bunch of fake tales of heroic acts, and that he received 21 war medals, which is not true, and we have record of it. He actually only received four, which were really just general medals that they routinely handed out to everybody. It, so It's a, it's a points-based system, the military. Yeah. yeah. To make people feel better about being tools some morale yeah like here you go you you're doing good yeah. how about the shiny metal hilariously they are participation trophies you know that's <laughs> the crowd that would that's hilarious i never thought about, about that yeah. fucking hypocrites so he also claimed getting major injuries from battle and traveling all around the world none oh, of yeah. this is true by the way none of this he didn't well they gave things. me command of the ship <laughs> he didn't even leave u.s waters so he didn't travel around the world in fact, he actually got into a lot of trouble for making a lot of mistakes, which included that he thought they were getting attacked, or at least that there was an enemy submarine nearby, and he called it out, <laughs> saying that we needed a fire upon it. However, on closer inspection, they found that it was just a large floating log. <laughs> they told him, quit being an idiot. I can um, hear them. Of course, he told everybody he was actually in battle. Uh, on top of that, there's a really strange story where we don't have quite all the details, but we have enough to kind of piece together what's going on. Oh, God, Ron. So, apparently, he was found with some kind of small explosive that he claimed he found while cargo was being loaded onto the ship at one point. Now, all we know about this incident is that he was found with an explosive, and then he was dismissed from his duties. Because they're, like, opening an investigation about this explosive device? Well, here's what most people think happened, because there's not enough evidence to say. What people believe is that he came to them and said, I found this explosive. I saved everybody. Ah. Uh, but they think he's the one who brought the explosive on to say that. So he planted it or brought it. And in his mind, he's such a hero, he thought they'd play along. They were like, oh, you're that dipshit that does nothing. You clearly brought that bomb on board. I can only imagine that what happened was when he went to them, was like, I found this bomb. I saved everyone. They started questioning him, and he was just so full of lies. They were like, I don't know what to believe. You just get off the ship. What the hell? All right? This is weird, and I kind of doubt that your story is true. No, no, no. Seriously, I found a box, and it was marked, don't open. So I opened it because I'm an adventurer, and I heard a ticking sound. And luckily for you guys, I spent a lot of time in Tibet. You didn't know that. And in Tibet, they show you how to D. De- uh, bomb. How to debomb a bomb. That's technically the That's the technical. Word. I mean, in Tibet it is. Not that you would know that. Yeah. So I cut. It's actually shuhuata. That's how they say it. If I were being accurate, it's shuhuata. <laughs> and that's how you debomb. Hey, huh? Hey, huh? And that's what it means when you cut the right wire. So it's already debombed. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Where's my promotion? I'll take Colonel. I'll take Colonel. <laughs> Admiral. It's probably better. Who, who's the captain of the ship? I'll take his spot. Yeah, I'll take captain. It's yeah. good to start. It's good to start low. But yeah, so it's it's highly suspected that really what happened was he brought on a bomb and then tried to claim that he found it so he could get the credit for finding it. No, that's definitely what happened. That, <laughs> right? No other scenario is more realistic <laughs> than that. I know, right? Him finding a bomb randomly seems very unlikely in general. Him bringing a bomb on seems highly likely with his personality. But so he gets relieved and he goes into inactive duty. However, right after he is basically dismissed from the ship, he checks himself into a military hospital in California with a list of supposed ailments like ulcers, malaria, and back pains. And he stays there for three months until 1945, where he was formally discharged from the Navy. He then himself wrote a note to himself saying, your stomach trouble 
You used as an excuse to keep the Navy from punishing you. You are now free from the Navy because he was just dismissed, like formally. Yeah, um, he so dismissed himself he because he's a fucking coward. Yeah, I am no pro-military guy, but, but that, it's World War II. The fact that he says that he was trying to avoid punishment from the Navy also helps lead to believe that maybe they knew it was a possibility that he brought the bomb on and was trying to take credit for finding it. Oh, yeah. They, they know that that bomb is as real as they know that he had malaria. Yeah. They just know he's a bullshit, and they're like, great, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you are the worst. So now after the war and... Dumpy ass liar. He's no longer in the Navy, obviously. Uh, he decides to stay in California rather than going to Washington where his wife and kids are. Yeah, I agree with that. And there are a couple stories here, and who knows what's true. Obviously not Elrond's version, but one is that no. he just didn't go back home to his wife and kids. You know what? Fuck my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I don't give a shit. Fuck them. Yeah. They're not as cool as me, so if they ever get as good as I am, then cool. Maybe I'll hang out with them. Maybe. Yeah, if they end up being an adventurer. Yeah. What are they doing right now? Just shitting in their pants? Probably. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I shit my pants, but it was gold. I shit gold. I'm going to get laid so much here in South Southern California. Hey, ladies. Hey, bitch. Walk away from me. <laughs> Today at the bar, I encountered 28 lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> they were all bitches. <laughs> Lesbian. <laughs> This place is lousy with lesbians. Now, <laughs> yeah, okay, Ronnie. Yeah, so Elrond claimed that his wife left him due to him being a cripple from his injuries in the war oh. and the battles he was in oh. that he that he wasn't actually in. The and, Japs uh, crippled me, you bitch. <laughs> so we know he wasn't in battle, but that's what he claimed happened. Yeah. So not only did he not have injuries, but he claimed that his injuries were so bad that they were affecting him and his family and his friends that everybody abandoned him because he was clearly too much of a burden because he would be for the rest of his life from how bad his injuries were he didn't have any injuries let alone lifelong crippling injuries it's a weird play because when you're when your whole life is a lie you want to present yourself as strong but he's presenting himself as meek but wise because i'm in battle i'm i'm, I'm broken from war Oh, don't worry. He's going to get better all of a sudden. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, God, of course. Thank God. Because he doesn't really have any injuries. So how is he going to like explain, like, well, why don't you? You look fine. You walk I am fine, and... actually. Now that you speak of it. <laughs> so so uh, where does Elrond have um, to stay in California? This is where things kind of get fun with our old previous People Time episode. Elrond meets Crazy Jack Parsons. Woo! Who is still one of my favorite episodes that we've done. So if you haven't listened to Weirdo. Jack Parsons... Go listen to that. It is so great. Hit pause. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, It's super insane and super fun. Jack, banana pants, weirdo. Yep. That's it. We're going to talk a little bit about it because Elrond's involved. So the, the One of the main things I remember about Jack Parsons is he claimed to have summoned a banshee. Mm-hmm. And the banshee uh, attacked his, his house. Oh, yeah. It's... And there were many party guests who witnessed it. Well, so during this time, Jack Parsons already has his own mansion. He's already doing his all fun thing with... with he got hell... They just threw money at this insane person. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's been already working with Alistair Crawley, who I almost decided Mr. to actually do Crowley. an episode on. Yeah, we'll do Crowley at some point. We will do him in the future. For I sure. I always looking at him, and he'll be fun. Uh, Jack Parsons and Alistair have created their own cult called the... Ordo Templi Orantes. Mm -hmm. This is where they are doing all kinds of weird-ass shit like sex magic. Yeah, you heard me. Sex magic. 
Not like the chili peppers, like actual sex magic. <laughs> and other dark magical spells with demons and possibly raping neighbors and committing bestiality. Go listen to the episode, seriously, if you haven't listened to it yet. It's super fun. It's a lot to take, actually. There's actually a lot of darkness yeah. in Jack's story, but... It's weird and crazy, but... Eh, it's funner to be cartoonish about it. Well, Elrond moved into Jack's mansion, and it seemed like a perfect fit for him. They had very straightforward base ideology of just do whatever you want, which we talked about in yours, like, basically, like... Do what makes you feel good. The The Satanist ideal is do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. That's it. That's, that's exactly a, it. a big Crowley thing, yeah. Yep. They think that they, they manifest reality. There's no rules, basically. You gotta just have fun times. Which means... Take a lot of drugs and have a bunch of sex. You can fuck your mom and her dog. You can. Go listen to the you episode. You can. You can totally do that. That's awesome. So Elrond becomes very close friends with Jack and his girlfriend... Slash kind of wife, not really, but yeah. If you go listen to the episode, they're hippies. They don't Sarah. have. We don't believe in titles. Yeah, <laughs> right. So his girlfriend Sarah, and eventually Elrond started sleeping with with Jack's girlfriend Sarah, mm. which was fine, as everyone was just basically sleeping with do, everyone. Do what thou wilt. Yeah. In fact, Jack was sleeping with his girlfriend's younger sister when Elrond was sleeping with his girlfriend, and what Jack great... was trying to impregnate his girlfriend's sister with the spot of Satan. Right. Yeah. And he believes that he accomplished that. <laughs> what a great sitcom this would make. I know, right? <laughs> Just like, do to do to do at the Jack Parsons mansion. Crazy bastards. And then when, like, Elrond, like, rocks in, everyone cheers. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch you guys have sex so you can make that demon. He salutes. Hello. He's covered in metals. <laughs> His whole body like, covered in metals. It just jingles as he walks around. It's not even a suit of like just metals tied together to just make metals. a wardrobe. And he just salutes everyone. Hello, I'm from the navy. Hello, I'm having sex with someone else's woman. Aha. <laughs> spells. Let's do some spells. And Jack's like, "That's okay. I'm making the Antichrist." So Woo-hoo! Jack was actually extremely fond of Elrond. They became really close. Jack even wrote a, a letter to Alistair. Because they're both full of shit. Oh, yeah. They're both doing a shit ton of drugs and having, I guess, big orgies and shit. So Actually, yeah, Jack Parsons' uh, mansion would be a pretty fun time, <laughs> to be, you know, generally. Well, so he wrote, Jack wrote a letter to Alistair, and he was talking about Elrond. He said, Hubbard is a gentleman. He has red hair, green eyes, is honest and intelligent, and we have become great friends. He moved in with me about two months ago, and although Betty, which he's actually referring to Sarah, they call her Betty, and I are still friendly. She has transferred her sexual affection to Ron. Although he is not formally trained in magic, he has extraordinary amount of experience <gasps> and understanding in the field. From some of his experiences, I deduce that he is in the direct touch with some higher intelligence, possibly his guardian angel, who he describes as being a beautiful winged woman with red hair, whom he calls the Empress, and who has guided him through his life and saved him many times. Oh, my God. He's the most thelmic yeah. person I have ever met and is in a complete accord with our own principles. So he's just as crazy, Elrond. <sighs> oh, there's so much for me to unpack now. Oh, let me tell you another funny story, though. I'm not going to unpack it. This is all stupid. Jack and Elrond. Mag- magic is stupid, and the Thelema is dumb. <laughs> Jack and Elrond tried to conduct all kinds of spells together, but one of which, which was recorded by them, was Parsons used his magical wand to whip up a vortex of energy so the element would be summoned. To translate that into English, Parsons jerked on <laughs> in the name of spiritual advancement whilst Hubbard watched 
also known as the scribe, by the way, hmm. <laughs> scanned for astral plane for signs and visions. Oh, my God. I like that they put magical wand. That's I love his penis. <laughs> so it's actually just Jack being like, hey, Ron. Watch me jerk off. You ever put your dick in a dish of cottage cheese? <laughs> Just, just jerk off into it. Watch me. Watch my. Watch me. Watch me. I'm guessing. And Ron's that. like, I will take notes. Dude. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I can only imagine their fucked up high minds that they're like oh, astro prediction. Let's. I'm gonna jerk off. Watch for any kinds of signs of visions, bro. I'm gonna actually project oh. all over this wall. <laughs> I can see it. Oh, I can see the visions. Uh. Maybe if I lick it, it'll help more. Yep, I can taste the visions. Uh. Did you actually project it off my pants? <laughs> Lick it off. Dude, you got astral projection all over the place. Can you aim it a little bit better? It's harder to take data when you're fucking just all over the place. All right, I need you to take notes, though. God, you're spare like a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a bunch of this kind of weird-ass shit is going on for a while. Too long for the man responsible for JPL. Yeah. Lots of drugs, lots of sex. I mean, and I see drugs like... Heavy psychedelics. Yeah. Right? So, anyways, eventually Elrond wants to marry Sarah. However, he's still legally married to his first wife, Catherine May. Uh. And Catherine eventually finds out that Elrond's trying to get remarried. They talk, and they agree to file for divorce. But not without Catherine first stating that Elrond tortured her, oh. beat her, oh, shit. strangled her, and also did other, as he would call them, scientific torture experiments. What? Do you, and you you think this is true? That's what she claimed, and I uh, yeah, I think it's true. This is his first wife. Yeah. So like they went to court and stuff. I guess she disclosed all this shit. Being a a ma- yeah 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 Sa- sadistic. I could see that. I guess. Yeah, I he's mean, a fucking weirdo. He definitely would have been after this point with uh, you know Jack Parsons, but maybe that's why it fits so well, is because he might have already been like that before. Hey, do what thou wilt, including science, which is. Uh, taking leather belts and tying your wife down and poking her. And casting spells. Yeah, it's not torture when you are summoning uh, shamanistic spirits. It's science and spirituality, so... And because she's... Oh my god, just upset about it. So I gag her usually. (laughs) So she can't complain about the magic. Yeah. And I astral project all over her... (laughs) You call it torture, I call it progress. And love. Well, it's, it's a kind of love. I love doing it. <laughs> and well, after the divorce from his first wife, Elron and Sarah, they uh, they do get married. They move around a couple times until they settle in New Jersey. Here, Elron claims to have worked on a... Uh, he worked as a practitioner at a local psychiatric clinic, which I'm pretty sure is completely untrue. Liar! I think he did it all. However, that he starts saying this to people because he's about ready to come out with his new book, Dianetics. Woo! So he's trying to kind of help promote that he knows what he's talking about and that he worked as a, a practitioner. So, Hey, man, early psychotherapy was a bunch of bananas anyway. It's true. It's not hard to just break into there and be like, I got ideas too. Yeah. Tie your wife down and poker. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. Science. Well, um, so this is in New Jersey in 1950. He's about 39 years old about this time. Elrond wrote his book, Dianetics, which was published as a modern science of mental health and psychology. Mm-hmm. And within months, it surprisingly does well. It starts selling thousands a week and would even eventually be translated into multiple languages. So for those who haven't heard of Dianetics before or the book, what it's all based around, it's 
essentially the Scientology belief Bible, in my opinion. Right. And it teaches that memories, which he refers to them as engrams, Elrond calls them engrams. Great. It's fun to, it's fun to make up words. It's funny somebody else mentions the same thing later it's fun, on. It's fun to say fake shit. And engrams, or memories, are the reasons that people have psychological pain as well as physical health problems. So yes. there mm-hmm. is a way, though, to help fix this. So if you have engrams, you would work with an auditor, is what they're called, who basically just listens to you. They, they counsel you, essentially. And they record all of your memories by a, a specific machine. That's the... Machine, you hold the poles or whatever. So yeah, it's called the e-meter. That kind of is a part of it. Yeah, the e-meter. If you haven't seen this, it's like these two metal-looking cylinders that you hold onto that are wired to a machine. They'd symbolize cocks. <laughs> no, <laughs> kind of they do. But they uh, rip them. They always state it as it was. It's kind of like almost a lie detector, like a polygraph test. Okay. But they claim that it does a lot more. But you hold on to these poles and you talk about all of your bad memories. <laughs> and this is a cleansing process to clean the engrams. And what happens is once you've cleaned them up enough, you as a person become clear. And that's like a, an official term they use. So all these are made up stuff, he says, engrams uh, to become clear. What a lazy perversion of Western psychology, too. Well, and a lot of people said that he just took a shit ton of different methods that already were in existence, mashed them together, made up his own words, and then tried to form it as a, a way of psychology to fix people. But it's all just horseshit. His um, propensities, let's say, compulsions for making bullshit up, it's a paycheck now. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm hoping to take off with too. This is not fake. I have recently found out through my research that there's something called schlussles. Mm-hmm. They are little worms that crawl up your feet. Um, when you wear off-brand tennis shoes, and they inject sadness into your soul. You have to have those removed, of course. So my philosophy is actually a lot easier. All I need you to do is take your shoes off, uh, let me suck the schlushlas out of your feet. I hate feet. And, of course, there's a nominal fee, of course, you know, for my services. $50,000 to become happy. Hey, can't put a price on happiness. You know what I mean? And then you walk away. I don't use the word clear. Um, uh, we say cl- uh, clear mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an internal word. Yeah. Good, you you go clear You'll You'll learn it once you get there. Well, once I get the schlurschlis out of your feet, a lot of things make sense. <laughs> it's so funny how, how accurate this is <laughs> to his fucking story. So Elrond would make statements saying that he was able to cure his own war injuries, again, the ones he never had. That didn't happen. By releasing engrams and becoming clear. So this is a great way to cover for the fact that he didn't actually ever have war injuries because now he seems fine. It's a good con. It also is help promoting his idea that his method works because I had all these injuries, but now look, I'm fine. Although you're taking it from the person who's lying to you. You know, you're taking it from the person who's claiming it works and trying to sell it to you. You know, generally con men are not nice to be around, but pretending that it's, uh, uh, you know, like PTSD from the most legitimate war ever, not cool. So Elrond goes on to make more outrageous claims, saying that even cancer can be cured through Dianetics and states that leukemia is evidently psychosomatic in origin and that at least eight cases of, of leukemia 
had been treated successfully by Dianetics after medicine had traditionally given up. The source of leukemia has been reported to be an engram. I oh. just really love that he says that it's been reported to be an engram. Like, by who? You're the only person who knows this. So Sources. Sources. Different he makes sources. it sound like other people, like a team um, of researchers have gone and like, yeah, it's an engram. We've figured it out. But it's, it's just him. Not your sources. You wouldn't report on this, but the other sources. <laughs> yeah. The other sources. Yeah. He goes on to boast about how great Dianetics is, stating it's a, a milestone for man comparable to the discovery of fire and superior to his invention of the wheel. Like, he's just bragging about his own discovery that he supposedly that supposedly works. Like, he's like, oh, this is better than fucking everything. This is the greatest thing ever. Everyone needs this. I'm so great. I hate him. The book hate him. Uh, continues to sell, and Dianetic groups actually start popping up all over the nation. Like, it sells pretty well. He's got to be a pretty charismatic cat. A lot of people said he was. I've seen videos He's of him. He's got to be. Because I was watching him in my research. He seems just dumpy and goofy to me. <laughs> he just seems like a moron. But yeah. Maybe that's charisma pre- Brad Pitt world. I mean, I think this is just like kind of <laughs> typical, you know, when you create a cult, certain people latch on to that shit. They, some people need to have someone to follow. And sometimes when you're insecure yeah, and someone says they're going to make you better, you want to believe them. And so you just start following their ways and then they suck you in and start trying to, you know, they be nice to you. They say all these sweet things and they're going to help you. And next thing you know, you're part of a cult. So charm is relative. Yeah. Based off so. of your own desperation. There you go. I think that's a great I'm quoting that down people time <laughs> mud stamped however the world of science and medicine started to speak out against dianetics of course and stating that it was all rubbish it's all bullshit in fact elrond submitted a paper rubbish. on dianetics to the journal of american medical association and the american journal of psychiatry and both journals flat out rejected it We're like yeah, this is bullshit no but others have said it cured cancer <laughs> right others Eight cases others have where? I, I it's can't. at a museum. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> go check them out. They're in a museum behind it's a there. glass. Just go find the right one. You'll figure it out. lousy with nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but th this didn't stop Elrond from touring the country and giving speeches and lectures on the miracles of Dianetics. Ugh. So more and more Dianetic groups spread into large cities. These groups started sending money to Elrond so they could start on their paths of becoming clear. But even though the book started out quite successful with 55,000 copies being sold and 500 Dianetic auditing groups set up across the U.S., it was kind of like a hype. So it did really well, and then it kind of starts dying down, especially because... It doesn't work! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially Why? because it, it's poorly received by the press and medical professionals. With Even the American Psychological Association stated that Elrond's claims are not supported by empirical evidence and that the book contains more promises and less evidence per page than any other publication since the invention <laughs> of printing. They're like, it's just bullshit. Like, it gets worse and worse the more you read it. Ugh. Other articles would also come out saying similar things. Like That's the establishment talking. It's just a bunch of crazy nonsense with newly invented terminology. Like, he just made up words, and then he's tricking people into believing that it works. Different than the schluschless. Yeah. Different. Different. It's funny, because he actually worked with a few other authors earlier in his life, and even some of them start speaking out against his stupid book. Like, for instance, um, Isaac Asimov called his book gibberish. That's all he had to say on it. He's like, gibberish. Gibberish. It's just bullshit. Uh, Jack Williamson called it a lunatic revision of Freudian psychology. So he's just like, it's even worse than... Well, yeah, I mean, it's a type of psychoanalysis where it's about, like, getting the shit out of you and interpreting it, but he's not doing any of that. Well, especially because, like... He's just having him say it out loud, and he's like, you did it. Well, I like that you said You're this clean. because somebody put it together and saying, like, 
the book has two things in it. One of it's like stuff that's pretty obvious, like, oh, you're talking about your feelings and that's helping. Duh. Sure. Like that's not even like that's what you learn first day on when you're going into psychology. The second thing is, is that it's the rest of it's bullshit. So it's stating the obvious of something that we actually do teach in psychology. Yeah. But the very baseline and that's it. And then the rest is just made up horseshit. Well, the difference is that Freud, uh, however erroneous at certain points, was actually trying to interpret people's shit. Yeah. And help them through it. Calling them engrams. You don't help anybody. Why it's even? Just, why redefine something that already like you have memories? We don't call them memories; they're called engrams. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, why? <laughs> That's just what they are, sir. So let's get those engrams out of you. Start oh. talking about them. Okay. They also record all of your memories, like so. You're supposed to say all the shit that's like that's not good, really bad, and they keep very strict records to on blackmail you. That's a very common theme and idea that the church does against it's its the members. The only reason they would do it, yeah, or for Ron to jerk off to. Oh my god, he did what to her? (laughs) This is good. Oh man, she is really sad. (laughs) I love this. Get more from her. Get get her in again. She needs way more sessions. (laughs) She's got more dark stuff in there. I know it. He's like breaking in the room while she's crying. He's like, say more about... Hey, put your hand on my dick while you're talking about this. Say more about how sad you are. (laughs) This is great for me. Thank, Thank you. So yeah, due to the entire world of science and medicine openly rejecting his book, Elrond's book, it starts to get really... You know, the sales start to drop off quite a bit, and he starts actually having money issues. So to top it off, Elrond is touring around, trying to get these lectures and speeches going. He's starting to lose money. He's actually getting funds from his parents, including his wife's parents. Loser. All during the time frame, he is having an affair with his public relations assistant while he's on tour, which leads to his divorce with his second wife. Who would sleep with that dumpy ass? Uh Uh-oh. Because she knows he's full of shit. She just works there. Whatever. She's getting her engrams out, too, if you know what I mean. Gotta get your engrams out. <laughs> get, this is, a, this is a, a high-end procedure. We don't give, we only give this to the elites. So uh, I got to get your engrams out with my penis. I have to. Well, I need you to grip this uh, special. The special rod. The special magical rod. wand, really. The special one. We will astral project together. I should say Dianetics also has a lot of stuff that he took from... Alistair Crowley and Jack Parsons and just basically renamed it and gave it different things. Trying to make it less magic-y because he didn't think that would probably sell as much. Smart. Even though it's like, also just as crazy nonsense. Just as dumb. Yeah. Just talk about space instead. But it's starting to look like Dianetics, it's not going to last for very long. So Elrond needs to come up with a new plan. And he reached out to actually this millionaire, Don Purcell, who happened to be a big believer in Dianetics. Ah, uh, Mark. <laughs> yeah. So Don Purcell agreed to help fund Elrond, and he paid for a building that Elrond could use to continue his teachings of Dianetics. However, they end up getting into a lot of disagreements over this time frame, and he ends up pulling out. He's like, okay, I don't want to work with you anymore. You're crazy as fuck. So you're he... trying to sleep with my wife. What the hell? <laughs> Stop. God, I don't care how many engrams I have. I need to fill her full of engrams. I mean, take them out, or I don't. who cares? I, I'm fixing her, okay? I'm fixing her. Yeah, so uh, he pulls out, and Elrond, he actually has a lot of facilities around the U.S. now, and there's a lot of debt with it, so he's just kind of struggling at this point. Everything's kind of collapsing. What a hero. But luckily, This is an, an American entrepreneurial hero. Luckily, his parents' money is kind of floating him around still. It better. So, and some of his book sales are still... You know, Did I get my check money. this week, mother? <laughs> yes, dear, I'm sorry. Here you go. Your engrams are off the charts. 
Mm-hmm. That's, that's nice. That's sweet. Okay. You didn't even write me when I was in Korea. Fighting all the Nazis. You weren't in Korea. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, Elrond is able to take some of this money from his parents as well as whatever's left from his book sales that's coming in. And he is able to launch what's called the Hubbard College of Administration. Oh, God. Where he continues like to teach. Trump University. Yeah. No, seriously. Fuck. He continues to teach and preach about Dianetics. And he met his third wife there, Mary Sue Hubbard, Woo-hoo. who at the time was only 18 years old. Yeah. How old is he? He's in his 40s. Ugh. In his early 40s. <laughs> so speaking of, yeah, this, this is where Elrond decides to make Dianetics less about medical psychology and more about spirituality and creating his church of Scientology. It's smart, you know? He got some people around him who believe his original bullshit, interpreted their actual needs, and said, that's how I sell them. Or that's how I buy them. Sell them? That's how I get their money. Whatever. Just give me your shit. <laughs> yeah. So in 1954... Scientology, how a lazy of a name is that? I need something legitimate. Something legitimate like it's actually, science. It's like actually derived from two words. Sciency. Supposedly. Science-amolical, sciamolegic. Well, supposedly, how the name came about, even though I'm not sure this is actually correct, I think someone after the fact kind of figured this out to make it sound better. Scientology is supposed to be derived from the Latin word scio, which means knowing. And, I mean, that's just science. (laughs) Science. And then logos is the last part of it, even though it's not science logos. Is supposed to be also like understanding basically everything. Like it's meaning. How every, yeah, meaning how yeah. everything works and everything. So it's knowing how everything works. Whether that's what he actually thought of when he came up with the name, it's who knows? Not. He called it scientism. And then someone correctly near him was like, that's not really going to sell. Scientology? And he's like, oh, that was great. I'm so glad I came up with that idea. <laughs> I am so smart. God damn it. Scientology. I'm, so smart. I'm a brilliant man. Uh, yes. You yes. get out of here. Yes, sir. You are? But so he describes Scientology as a study of knowingness increases one's knowingness. But if a man were totally aware of what was going on around him, he would find it relatively simple to handle any outnesses in that. It also goes on to say, it contains everything that a human would want to know. It contains therein the answers to life's most profound mysteries, the enigma of existence, the riddle of death, the realization of states, not even described in earlier literature. How to rear children, repair families, and educate, and to provide relief in times of illness and suffering. He's basically saying this answers everything. So, yep. Vague answers to every problem. Yeah. It's well, a it's a bad infomercial. I already figured this shit out, man. Pay me money. I'll tell you. It's fine. Well, I have to pay my mortgage. I'm not crazy. I'm helping you. Yeah. This is a great service. You don't even deserve this. You're well, not worthy. Once I make you clear, then we'll talk. Right. Cost thousands of dollars to get clear. Hundreds of. So in case you don't know, but really, we'll Scientology. Figure that out. Scientology is huge within when it comes about money. I'll, I'll get into it actually here. So in 1956, the church became an official religion in the eyes of the government, and therefore was tax exempt. Many people started joining the church, and in order to move through the proper phases and up the chain to become clear, one has to spend a lot of money. So you go through a session, but one session isn't going to make you clear. Oh no, no. And they no, decide no. if you're clear or not. By the way. Right. So you go through a session, but here's this the great. crazy part is the more sessions you go and the more clear you're becoming, the more expensive it is at the higher well, levels. They're more of intense. Yeah, you gotta get to the very end of it. This yeah. is the important stuff. You gotta be Tom Cruise to pay for that shit. Or yeah. be Boogie Nights. Yeah. No, Friday night lights. It's better no, fact, Saturday night fever. So there's like eight levels in their church and most people don't even get 
like up to like level three because it's too fucking expensive for one. Yeah, I think uh, 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 Lee Remini was talking like yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars up to the end, the top. Just thing. to get into like level three or four. What the fuck? Yeah, and there's eight. So, yeah, and she's like, she was, I should say, it was like way up there, five or six or something like that. Who knows? Uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta are like eight. They actually have special They're titles. They're not nine? No. <laughs> Whoa. No, it's funny. Uh, she... o- only LRH is nine? Ha-ha. So Leah actually talks about it because a lot of people speculate the reason why Tom Cruise and John Travolta haven't left the church because of how insane it is is because they probably have so much dirt on them from them talking about all the stuff that they're getting blackmailed. She says she doesn't believe that at all. I don't believe that, no. And she says the reason why they probably haven't is because they are treated like gods. Perks, dude. Like it is more – she stated that like when you're in Hollywood, it's true. You get treated differently as being an actor or an actress when you're famous. Yeah. He's like, this is beyond that on such a higher level. Like, people can't look at you funny. Like, if you're Tom Cruise and you're walking around this Church of Scientology, Mm-mm. everyone's there to do whatever you say, mm-hmm. and there's no no. Like, you can't say no to them. Like, if they say, I want to do this thing, this is her words. She said, if you, if I wanted to get coffee and I wanted a specific temperature, and I said, go get it to me, the person can't be like, there's not a there's a coffee place. In 122 degrees. There's not anywhere. It's just, okay, and then they go and... Do whatever they can Two to get that. Two sugars. And so they're just doted on completely, and everybody has to act a very certain way around them. Well, you got to think like, and I don't, again, I don't like conspiracies, but you when you reach a level of uh, influence that those two are at yeah. uh, in Hollywood and in the church, Tom Cruise could choke out an assistant if she brought him the wrong bagel. It's funny. And who who's going to stop him? Probably nobody. Nobody. And he knows that. I'm not saying he does. I personally believe he does. <laughs> I think there's bodies. But that's because he can. I'm so glad you said that because... Because his eyes are dead. She said that John Travolta has a specific title, which I think she called Kahan or Khan, something like that. No, it's uh, Closeted Gay Man. Oh, is yeah. What is, yeah. But a, uh, it states... No, I'm not passing judgment. I think John should fuck all the men that he wants. Fine. But I don't think you can be gay in Scientology, so he's very closeted. I have no idea what that is on their stance on I don't think he can. But he, she literally said that Piles this title literally means he can kill somebody and nobody can say anything about it. Like, if he walked into a Scientology building and killed someone and yeah, walked yeah, away, yeah, yeah. it's everybody else's job to clean up the body and not ask questions. He drops the knife and is like, Travolta out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yes, they're sir. treated yes, like sir. gods. Well, that's the other reason that I don't feel bad for John Travolta because he is fucking a bunch of boys or dudes or whatever he's into. It's just on the DL. He, he would have the status that would be like, he can do that. Like I heard his wife recently died and I didn't feel bad because I know whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel bad for her. Oh, she's dead. It's better for her. Oh, okay. She's uh in the uh the land of no Thetans. Yeah. Where uh, do they have an afterlife? Are they yeah, they do. So th- if you want to get into the religion, which we're kind of getting into right now, but I don't have I know about it, but I don't have it all sure ready for the episode. But like, we can talk about it. No, you're good. Um, I just want to say I don't like breaking the whatever it is third wall, fourth wall, where there's real life Tom Cruise and my Tom Cruise. Oh right. That does need to be established because they are actually the same person. <laughs> there is no third wall. Right. I have the actual Tom Cruise at home in my basement. Right. And when my dog eats a bone or a dog treat that he sent, he's kind of not into it. I give that to Tom Cruise. Yeah. And with his dead eyes, he says, your heart. Because he, he doesn't talk well. <laughs> 
Right, of course. Because he never did. He's well, really not that talented. Well, so, I mean, we should talk a little bit about the religion. I mean, this is what it's all about. And I have it. I just uh, wrote it out more uh, historical, I guess. Sure. Anyways, so Scientology, to get into their belief system, a little bit at least, is they believe that there is a God. Now, granted, this stuff is stuff I'm going to say that people that are in the church don't know because you have to be a certain level. Now, obviously... A lot of people have come out after the fact and said stuff. Right. And the people who are still in the church are like, don't listen to that stuff. Like that your business. crazy alien shit you can Google. If you're in the church, you're dissuaded from Googling it. Exactly. And if you are faithful, you don't know about it. Exactly. Maybe. but Until that... you get to a very high level. And the high levels, they teach that. So there is a, a god-like being. Okay. Um, he's technically a commander of like a spaceship out in... Like the galaxy. It's not very godly. Yeah. But his name is Zenu, which is funny because it's also Zemu. And the only thing I could think of was someone either typoed or accidentally said it wrong. And then they're like, yeah, that works. Whatever. Zenu, Zemu, same guy. It's either? Yeah. All right. So Zenu, is, which is most commonly known, is this guy, uh, alien, that he brought everybody. It was his own people, and they were just the souls, and they call it something different, Thetans. Thetans, right. So he brought them to Earth. Because they were, it's uh, 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 it's a playoff of uh, Australia. They were criminals. Yeah. So he brought them yeah. to, to an uninhabited world. Exactly. And so he threw the Thetans, or souls, into a giant volcano, right. which is funny because we talked about a volcano in his first movie. Right. Because everybody right. knows the only way to destroy a soul is a volcano. Well, it gets even better. It's science. Because not only does he throw them in a volcano, but he also drops, literally, this is what they say, hydrogen bombs right. in afterwards. Because if the volcano is not going to do it, then bombs will. It's plan B. But, like, just make sure they're dead, okay? Xenu is a very thorough man. So what happens is the Thetans are then cleansed, and they float back out of the volcano, and then they inhabited humans. Now, humans were already on the planet, but they were just basically dumb apes they, they were just stupid right they, they weren't like what we we're, would think humans are we're still pretty dumb apes but pretty much but the things attached to the human bodies and this actually caused an issue because the human bodies were emotional and angry and dumb <laughs> and so this caused the things to be dirty or also we corrupted the things yeah i always thought it was the other way around that's hilarious and so that's original sin good job so i was about to say it Ronnie. here's the thing with scientology as crazy as it sounds aliens spaceships all this stuff the core base really sounds like a lot of religions you know it's all in the same christianity things. you are a spirit you're sent down you're given a body um you're naturally sinful for whatever reason and you have to repent to be you're, able to go to heaven you're dirty you have to like you're clean your shit right you're a dirty boy it's essentially the same thing these spirits things were sent down they attached to a body the body was dirty and they had to be clear dirty boy and then they don't believe in an afterlife the same way that christianity does they believe that if you go through their process this is the difference if you don't go through the process you die your spirit goes up your thetan goes up and it has to go to the spaceship and it d does stuff spirit, there for a little while. The spirit spaceship? Yeah. And then it gets sent back down into another human body, and you start the process all over again. So it's like a reincarnation thing. Sort of. Okay. I would say yes, but the difference is, is if you get clear, when you go up to the spaceship, you actually don't stay there. You get to sent back immediately, and you are already clean, and you get to choose whatever body you want. That's Buddhism. 
Yeah. That's, what, that's what a bodhisattva is. And people say he ripped this off of Buddha. He ripped it off of Asshole. Christianity. He ripped it off of all sorts of stuff. It's kind of smart. I mean, recognizing like the popular themes in major religions and just picking them. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll take this. I'll take this. Mm, I'll take some of this. So there's, there's Scientology for you. Mix it together? Yeah. And there's a lot of crazy other stuff that goes on. But, yeah. I did not know that. I didn't think they believed in, in reincarnation. So we are born disgusting, ugly apes. And the Phaetons are mad from absorbing that because they're parasitic. Yeah. And then that, and then it creates like a back and forth, well, fe- a feedback problem, and then Leah, so we're just always sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, Leah goes into more detail where she said that she went in and got to receive like the meaning of life, and she tells a story. It's really awesome. You can listen to it. Um, she just, Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan episode, yeah. yeah, with her on it. So she says that when she went in, you have to understand that it's like super like honorable and it's like this really special moment because her mom is a higher level than she is and she was already fucking way up there sure and so she goes in and she was allowed to have her mom in there because she was already a super high level and she's a celebrity and she's paid a shit ton of money so they're both Ugh. in there all of her king of queens money and all of it it's so funny how secretive they're trying to be like it sounds like little kids trying to be like i'm gonna give you a code so what happens is you it's go like up to the... It's like Mormonism has like codes and handshakes yeah. and shit that is so immature. So here's what happens is she has to go buy a briefcase and it has a code that only she knows. My spirit name is Josiah. <laughs> I know the handshake to get in. I know it too because I watched the YouTube video. It's fucking great, buddy. So she goes in with her briefcase, which she only knows the code to, and she goes up to her front desk. She passes her briefcase over. Um, after she unlocks it, they open it up, they stick in a file, they close it, yep. lock it, Very quiet. and then they have to attach it to her. Like, she has to keep it with her no matter what. Like a, like a handcuff? That's funny. That's exactly what Joe Rogan said. She's like, no, it was just clipped. It was just something to signify that it's, like, attached to me. Oh, and so I, it's not locked. Not to her, but the briefcase is locked. She said, like, if you have to go to the bathroom, you take it with you. So, from so that, that briefcase is covered in poop? particles could be if she went to the bathroom i don't know if she did she didn't are, say she just was giving an example i think, I think poop car poop particles are pretty much what thetans are <laughs> they're just in the air so she goes through corrupting you multiple doors into a secret room oh and then they sit her down and then they tell her okay you can now open it up and read what the paper says so she unlocks the briefcase it's oh, secure and i bet high intensity emotionally yeah yeah and she's like i'm about ready to find the answers of life i'm about to get all the information here we, this here we go all been for she opens it and it says basically that she is multiple thetans like that's what everybody is is that because you've lived so many times you have multiple thetans that have just been jumped on like every body part of her is you don't a have a different thetan you don't have an individual soul according to this this is the answer to life so That's Buddhism, too. Somebody stole that. Yeah. Well, somebody then comes in and says, do you understand what this means? She goes, no. Yeah. But in her head, she even says, like, she's like, at that time, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is horse shit. But she was like, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. Is that supposed to inspire you? And think about all the secret shit that they just did. Briefcase, multiple doors, and they're like, <laughs> you have multiple souls. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, fuck, dude. This makes me think like we could make a movie scene of it where it's all secretive, really intense. And she sits down and she pulls it out. And it's that meme of the guy with the big ass. <laughs> yeah. Just farting. Yeah. She's like, huh? What the fuck? Do you understand this? Yeah. I mean, I get that. I but. This is what it is. You get, it? The, you get the metaphor about the fart, though. So they you even, get the joke? They even asked her, like, drop. You paid, like, $2 million to be here. <laughs> right? Check it out. You're a fart. You're several farts cobbled together. There you go. You know now. Thanks? 
You're welcome. Two million dollars. Do you want to kill somebody? The guy's trying not to laugh while he's like, "You could kill somebody now." So many, so much money. So every other Thursday, Travolta, if you want, man, we just go and we just beat these kids to death. Yeah, and then other people clean it up for us and get us coffee. So funny, because these kids like don't want to die, and then we just like do it anyway. Most of the time, I don't even want coffee, but I always give like a very specific temperature, just because I think it's funny. It better be eighty-two degrees. Seems kind of cold for coffee. Eighty-two degrees. I know what I like. She's like, this is great. Huh. Um, okay. okay. Do I keep the picture? No. <laughs> Secret. So they tell her, like, draw out what this means to you. So she's like, okay. So she draws, like, a little person, and then she draws, like, big circles signifying multiple souls on her. And they're like, no, no, no. Reread it and do it again. So the only thing she does differently is she draws a lot more smaller circles, like tiny and, like, all over. <laughs> and they're like, now you understand. She's like, okay. So Do like, I? My thumb is like somebody else, and my correct knuckle is somebody else. So when I masturbate, that's more actually sex. I'm, Technically, it's one person getting another person off, basically. I mean, my hand is a thetan. My it's pussy's it's a got thetan. like ten people off. There's got to so be like my dick is so big, it's got like fifty souls in it. Okay, easily, right? Well, not mine, but someone's in the in the bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember if 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 Leah Remini masturbates which i personally love to think about yeah both fingers are different thetans her clit is from thetan uh intervaginal stuff that's like 20 thetans (laughs) yeah it's an orgy (laughs) it's a party and really we know that's what ronnie's all about yeah when he hung out with jack parsons so when he hit the very top he's like what's the funniest goddamn thing ever (laughs) orgies Check this out. That's Let's the answer make to every, everything. Every moment an orgy. Well, I just love that. Like that's like they go through all of this, spend a lot of money, make them go through all this secret doors, and then it's just that. Like okay, thanks. All right. I do because she seems like a specifically kind of no bullshit person. Yeah. So I wonder how many people that aren't as open as her feel about it. Like do they feel so her deflated mom, or inspired or terrified? She describes it that her mom was there and she was super she already went through what her mom did. She yeah. already knows this info. So they're level eight? Uh I don't know what level her mom oh, is. She's okay. like five or six, I think Leah's. But to get the meaning of life is only five? There's apparently more info. Well, cause she doesn't even know about Xeno yet. They don't even talk about that to your up higher. Oh, uh, that's so true. Okay, She yeah. heard about it, and she ends up actually talking to someone and being like, what's this Xeno shit? You mean like Xeno and the volcano and shit is like level eight or something? Yeah, because it's way too much for anyone to fucking do. After you've spent $8 million to get to that level or whatever, and then they tell you that, what are you going to do? Be like, this is horse shit. You might as well be like, yeah, I fucking, okay. I'm already, I'm already in it. So I'm, can I kill people now? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. that title yet? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> okay, sir. Good. Yeah, so... Burn this building. She went down. and said something to someone who's higher above her and said something along the lines like, What's this Xeno shit about? And that person like freaked out, pulled her into a room. You do not. Yep. You do not. Yeah. Like, you do not say that name ever. And then wrote a report against her saying that she was talking about Xeno. Which I love that they tattle on each they other. They do like crazy. They're fucking children. That's Scientology for you. I mean, in a nutshell, right? So, and this is the higher levels, which is the more intriguing part, but the lower levels, kind of like you were talking before, it's just your general. You get a community. You get a sense that you're cleaning your soul. Whatever. Exactly. You also tend to be on the lower level. You kind of do work for the church. Like, you're one of the guys who's running and grabbing coffee for someone. You're one of the guys who cleans up. But every time you do that, one thetan strips away. Yeah. It's fucking great. If you peel a banana very slowly in front of Tom Cruise, 
That's like 30 things <laughs> that fall away. Yeah. But only if he doesn't scream at you. But you're going too fast. <laughs> then you have to start over and get a new banana. Then you get, you add things. A lot. He has a he has a Thetan thing where like he screams things at you. Thetans, yeah. No. That's forty five things. No, I just I spent ten thousand dollars to get rid of two of them a second ago. Why? I know. Do you know it might be easier? I'm just gonna kill you. And they really do spend thousands of dollars. So you go through a session. You can become an auditor too. So auditors are the people that sit there and help you get clean. Right. right? And once you get to a certain level, you can start auditing. But they're also still paying to continue to get audited as well. But you start off, like, when he starts this, back in the 50s, it was $500 for the first session, which is like 20 hours. $500 for the first? For the first session. And it gets up to the thousands per session and much more the higher up you go. Like, like movie stars are paying hundreds Damn. of thousands of dollars to get up to that so high level. So there is a Scientology church here in Salt Lake City. Oh, is there really? I have not been, unfortunately. But Let's I, go. I know some people who claim to have been there. Obviously, I can't prove that. But they claim that the first session is free and designed to you know, get you hooked. But if you come in and look poor, they don't give a fuck. Oh, we look poor as shit. We are poor. That's why we look as poor as shit. Yeah. We're not hiding anything. No. But I had a buddy who claimed that he went in there and got that sense that they kind of were moving through the motions and weren't interested because he was wearing Walmart jeans. Well, And yeah. so, yeah, they sort of cast him off. But your first session's free if you want to check that out. Well, they've made some changes, especially since he started it. I, as a matter of fact, Leah talks about how the new scam is is that they'll have you, you're getting up the levels and they're like, hey, this next session's $10,000. And you're like, sweet, let's do it. Great. And you go through it and they're like, oh, it, it we did it wrong. It didn't work. So you got to go through that session again at your expense. So that's another $10,000. And you haven't moved up. So you have to do it again, pay the money, and then you pay more money to continue on after that with sessions. That's a sloppy con. Yeah. That's sloppy. So it's it's pretty crazy. To go back into our story more with Elrond. So he creates the church. It's a, an official religion in the government's eyes. It's tax exempt. And many people actually start joining the church. We're going to, people time is going to be tax exempt here shortly. I got the applications. Nice. Because we have a belief system. Uh, people time. Um, people. If I believe at one point we created a religion in which uh, Jeffrey the giraffe oh, yeah. was God. I think we've created multiple religions at this point. And uh, Ghostface Killer. <laughs> That's right. Was involved. So I'm working on that. It's not so, that hard to do. Yeah. In order to move through the phases, just as we're talking about, in order to become clear, you have to go through multiple sessions. You spend a lot of money and people are doing it. People sad. are joining up. They That's believe so sad, it. sad, man. Yeah. The church ha did have a deal with a lot of issues with the government because they kept questioning the uh, authenticity of it being a legitimate religion. Even the Australian government made an announcement stating that Scientology was a serious threat to the community, medically, morally, and socially. When did they do that, Australia? Uh, like recently? No, this is like in the 50s still. So. Oh, fucking A, good for Australia. 50s, maybe the 60s. They're ahead of the curve, man. Yeah, so uh, the U.S. is also still kind of playing with it. The governments are worried that sick people are basically not being treated because you go in with cancer and they're like, we'll cure you. And they're like, eh, now you're getting into medical practice. No, no, no. Touch my rods. <laughs> Stroke them. Squeeze them. There you go. So they're like, this is... I will suck the cancer away. This could be a serious thing. So the U.S. actually does eventually go into uh, the Church of Scientology and they raid it to find out how much L. Ron has been basically making because it's tax exempt, so they don't have to show their, their tax records. It's dangerous, yeah. So they go in there and they find out he's making millions of dollars because he has a lot of people who have joined up his church. <sighs> and Scientology loses their tax exempt status because he's Fuck basically yeah. just taking it all. That would not happen now. 
No. Weird, huh? Yeah, of, it is. A lot of laws have changed. It is really strange. It used to be that people were actually concerned about churches Weird. exploiting the system. Oh. And now it seems like it's their fucking right to do so for yeah. some fucking reason. Yeah. Now you get a giant mansion that's like 15 buildings big. And... Or if you're the Mormons, you can just buy them all. <laughs> and that's fine. And store $40 billion to use whenever you want. I just want to. Burn a church down. <laughs> so along with losing his tax exempt, Elrond was getting very furious with all the negative attacks that were coming on against his religion. Because, of course, there's many people who are like, what a bunch of horse shit. And he gets so upset that he creates a branch within his own religion that is basically just there to address all negative comments or attacks that are coming out of the church. They pretty much go to any uh, extent or lengths to address these attacks from stating that there's no evidence that these people are, you know, what their claims are. And they go to the point of even creating lies about their own religion, even when it's true. So they tell all their members... Is there secret police of some kind? It's It gets weirder and weirder. But to, to give me an idea, if someone were to come up to you and say, like, hey, what's up with this Xeno shit? Even if you were at the level where you knew about Xeno and you believe it's true, you would lie and respond back being like, that sounds insane. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's just something that a lot of people think we believe it's not true. Even as somebody at your level? Yeah. So you just don't admit it. You don't admit it. So Leah said that her mom wouldn't tell her stuff and lied about stuff when she asked about it because that's what they're told to do. It's to protect the people, to protect the church, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> so if you go up to a Scientologist today, and even if they know some stuff... Hey, fuck Xenu, right? <laughs> am I right? The, due to their level? Hey, am I right? Yeah. Fuck Xenu. Fuck, fuck volcanoes. <laughs> you and me, buddy. Fuck volcanoes. No! I mean... No. That's fine. Wow, you just had a really inordinate rage no it's fine are was, you okay it's about something else i uh oh god you look like you've gone decades without expressing true feelings you don't look good <laughs> you look like you got a lot of thetans in you a lot of thetans yeah. are you clear you don't look clear wow you are fuck you you're really pathetic so, hey see you in another life am i right but i won't because we get re uh combinated fuck xenu well, this is where it causes a lot All of conspiracies right. because uh, how do you know what's true? If you go talk to a Scientologist and you ask them about stuff that we believe they believe and they lie, then you're like, well, maybe the thing I heard is a lie. So it, no. it adds a lot of like – it clouds the water. I know? guess. Muddies up. But it's kind of the same. I think a lot of religions, especially these esoteric culty ones, do that. That There's like an upper echelon of shit you're not supposed to know and you don't admit well, the Mormons do it. I know because I've asked my dad stuff that I know he went through the process Can't of. tell you. But I, it's funny enough that I still said what it was, and he was just like, hmm. I hate the internet. I have a buddy who's no longer a Mormon, was, Yeah. is uncomfortable telling me what his heaven name is. Still? Won't tell me. He's not fully un-Mormon. They get into you, man. They drill into you. It's true, you. especially when it's your whole life. I or, get it. Or uh, what's that fucking stupid thing, uh, the blessing that you get that's supposed to tell you your future? You're supposed to tell people about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So they get weird about that shit. Patriotical, patriotic blessing? I think it is. Something like that. One of those ones. Who fucking knows? Or my favorite topic to bring up with Mormons is uh, God's wife. <laughs> don't talk. You don't talk about his wife. I'm going to talk about it. Here's what I think. I don't even know anything about her, but don't you talk about it either. I think... She was a whore. <laughs> I think she's got a hungry pussy and she wants it. How, and many, I, how many people are here? Just think about that. Billions. Yeah. God was giving it to her. It is the hungriest pussy. And it's not passing judgment. I think it's she's a, a great fact. woman. I think she's my heavenly mother and I'd give it to her. 
because I also imagine she's probably quite curvy and thick, and that's that's my kind of thing. So, I mean, there's literally go. nobody let's else go. who has had as many kids. Otherwise, where are they at? Because everyone here that we know is technically her kid. So Te- technically, she's a bit slutty. Okay, okay, okay. She's she a likes god. of the dick. She, you know what? That's her business. And I commend her for it because good job, I, man. Sometimes after like three or four people, are like I'm done. But she kept going to billions. Well, what the horrible visual is for her to be able to keep up the number. We're talking about babies coming out while dicks are coming in. <laughs> it's an in-out hole situation. <laughs> the hole goes both ways at the same time. Okay, so she's got multiple fallopian tubes for multiple eggs. I guess that's true. Pump out a bunch. She's a, she, she's more like a. Like a cat, she has a litter of kids, of spirits. Christ. But it's like thousands at a time. But that dick does not leave. No. There's no time. That's why kids have cancer. It's not because God's ignoring them on purpose. He's just trying to create. He's, he's like, oh, fuck, there goes 50,000. I got to create like a million more. Could you imagine since 1520, God has been furiously <laughs> fucking his wife. Like, I can't stop. I can't stop. I know the plague is happening. I'm trying. Uh, God, I, can't stop. I have to do everything. God, I can't stop. And his heavenly wife is so fucking banging, he can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Man, heaven sounds fucking great. So, in the same sense, the Mormons won't talk about certain things because they hold it to be... Sacred. Sacred. That's basically what's sacred going on. Sacred rhymes with secret. It doesn't rhyme. Yeah. It, it does. No, it does. <clears throat> I make up truth. Oh, it's chaos. Okay. It's chaos magic. I heroically figured that out. <laughs> So you're welcome. I understand that you don't get it. That's your problem. <laughs> so his re- his religion just continues to grow. Now he's not tax exempt anymore because they took that away, but he's he's still getting rich as fuck nonetheless. Um, however, in the early 1970s, Elrond found a brief solution to his tax exempt issue. So what he did is he conducted to put together a portion of his religion out on the open seas, away from the government. So he created right. loophole. International waters? Yeah, kind of. Great. So he buys three giant ships. They're like those like luxury cruise kind of ships. Yachts. Yachts. Big giant ships that can hold a lot of people. And if you are an elite member or someone who is devout and pays a shit ton of money, Mm. you get to go on one of these ships. And if you are a really good low-end Scientologist, you get to go work on the ship. And it's so (gasps) honorable. Clean the poop deck. You're so... Oh, this is like a big... Like, oh, you're so lucky. That's you're, gross. You're better than everybody else that's yeah. on the lower level. Shut up and make me soup. And that's what they're there for, is just to go around and basically dote on these people that spent a way ton of money to go onto the ship and continue their auditing. What is John Travolta's body count? We'll never know. <laughs> we, we won't. It gets cleaned up immediately. It's, uh, the secret serial killer, John Travolta. So this is what's called the Sea Org. That's what he named this process of <laughs> having these three ships and people going out and it's continuing very, there. Oh, as creative as Scientology. Sea Org. Short for organization. So I was going to say the Ocean Club. Maybe Ocean Club. Uh, water? What? The water group. Boat, the water boat group of people. For learning about religion. Sir, maybe just like maybe just like C organization. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's I'm such I'm... a great idea. I'm so smart. I came up with that. Get out of here. I am so creative. Kill him. <laughs> and then clean it up, please. I imagine he has that status too. If everybody else, you know, that's in that high end status can do, he can too. Good question. What's his body count? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Large. 
Yeah, so these people, these poor schmucks that are told that like it's so, so honorable to go dote on other people. So members also had to sign an agreement when they went onto this boat that legally they could not discuss anything that happened on the ship for one billion years. <laughs> That's what it said. That's great. That's great. You just got to cover our bases just yeah. in case. Who knows? Maybe well, we, we don't want to go crazy. When they come back Let's and reincarnated, I don't want them to talk about it in their next like 10 billion lives. Okay. Look, two billion years. Sure, tell anybody. It's fine. We're not crazy here. Okay. We're not crazy people. Just like a solid billion. Okay. Yeah. Just sign it. So it also says here that I have to take my pants off anytime anyone tells me to. Yeah, go ahead. And sign. sign just sign. Sign it. God. And give me your hand. I'll fucking do it for you. There. Your signature's on it. Great. Yeah. Take oh. your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> so, however, this only lasts a couple of years, as many governments. Tell him to leave because he obviously has to dock, and sometimes he docks there for a while, and they're like, yeah, you, you can't just come here and dock. And then a lot of them are finding out what he's doing while he's on these ships, and France, along with many other countries, even charge him with fraud and customs violations. <laughs> but because Elrond doesn't want to be indicted by any of these charges, in 1975, he decides to head back to land and just go into hiding like a fucking chicken. Like, I'm not even joking you, he's hiding from all these governments that are after him now. Fuck boy. Yeah. You can't... It seems like Elrond just doesn't believe in rules, man. You gotta just do what you want. And then if they come knocking on your door, fucking run away. Do it, do it thou wilt. Yeah. Good call. All right. Things do good. I, um... This is completely unsubstantiated. Okay. I have some uh, unfinished thoughts in the back of my head about... About Elrond's time on the open seas. <laughs> I've heard many things about some accusations of pedophilia. Possibly. All right. I just didn't know if it came up in your research. I couldn't prove anything because people can't talk about it for a billion years. <laughs> Fair. Which, you know what? Billion years, we'll find out. As far as I can see. Really, it's not a big deal. Nowhere could I prove or see proof of that that happened, but I wouldn't be surprised. Why else are you signing a fucking piece of paper that says you can't talk about it? Unless you're just trying to protect the secrets of your church, but everybody really fucking knows now. No, they're so. just party boats. These are party sex boats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard that like, one person that was a member that was on the boat did say that it was actually quite dingy because, well, one, they have a bunch of workers that are like usually young teenagers or young 20-year-olds that... They're all tired from being fucked. They were, to they were told that they were like as honorable, and they'd never been on a boat before, and they're working there. And, like, they didn't have anywhere to, like, wash their clothes and shit until they could dock somewhere. Yes. So, like, everyone's wearing the same clothes over and over. The food wasn't supposed to be that great because uh, he's taking all the money rather than, like, putting it back on to, like, oh, yeah, oh, you paid course. for this trip, essentially. Yeah. So, it was supposed to actually be kind of shitty. I love, that's a perfect image because I'm sure the church now interprets this as his heroic oh, yeah. rejectment of the system. Oh. But really, it's these podunk, fucked up boats full of people undertrained and underfed. Yeah, um, just trying to live. People paid who knows how many tens of thousands of dollars that he just took and was like, "This is awesome." I'm not going to put this into like their awesome. comfort awesome. while they're there. It's awesome for him, I guess. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, so he goes in hiding, and behind closed doors, Elrond kept using other people in his church to fight against these governments, trying to tie them up, basically in time-consuming legal actions, just anything he can do to try to get them to stay away from him. Sure, but it gets even more weird. So he does this thing called Snow White, Operation Snow White. Not just cocaine. <laughs> yeah, he does that too, I'm sure. He was, by the way, on drugs most of this time. Yeah. Like, I'd since buy, he left Jack Parsons. I'd buy that. Just doing lots of drugs. Hey, Jack Daniels and me and Mr. Cocaine, we're going to rule the fucking world. Yeah. 
So Snow White is essentially members of his own Scientology church that he tried to plant and infiltrate the federal government. Great. <laughs> so this involves members breaking into the IRS offices, which wasn't too like, you know, I'm an IRS guy. Like people actually just went to these offices and broke in to try to destroy documents. They wiretapped the federal government, just different offices, just trying to like keep keep tabs on them. What are they talking about? They're talking about us? We were we gotta know what's going on. They're actually they spend all day talking about criminals and they don't bring us up at all. <laughs> yeah. And they do try to plant members into the staff of federal government positions so they could report back to the church. Who knows how successful it was because maybe some of it worked, maybe some of it didn't. I would believe it did. Uh, personally. A lot of people believe that, like there's officers For... who have covered up shit supposedly. Mm -hmm. I mean there's you know well, uh, no actual evidence that we can prove. You were talking there's... about how most major governments said, get the fuck out. And then he comes back home and transplants himself secretly. And now what is Scientology? Yeah. I think there's a some very big religion right now. It's actually quite huge. There's definitely some plants in there. So 100%. Uh, a former member said that Elrond told his members basically never defend, always attack. This is gospel. So rather than defending us. Yes. Just lie and then attack everybody else. This is war. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people did get arrested. We're going to get the Thetans out of your butts. So we do know that some of it wasn't successful because like eight people or no, 11 people got arrested trying to infiltrate the federal government. Trying and, to become officers of the... Yeah, trying to basically get a job and then keep tabs so they could report back to the church, Weird. including his own wife got arrested. Yeah. Why would you send your own... Well, I'm not gonna I don't think she anymore. was actually in doing some of that stuff. I'm not sure what they got her on charges, but she got arrested. So, yeah. This is a real grassroots shit for them to 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 want to force legitimacy upon the American system. Yeah. Man, capitalism is amazing. But the church did take his uh, words as gospel to never attend a noise attack, so they continued to basically attack every other organization that ever criticizes them <laughs> with constant lies, either yeah. lies about them or lies about their own beliefs, even if they're true or not. Especially if they're true. They're like, that's just crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. he's actually right. Fuck. Don't ever say it again. Don't, don't, don't. Hey, are you talking to me about it right now? I'm writing you up. No, 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 no. I'm going to write up that you're writing me up. Don't. I'm going to tell Travolta on both of us. <laughs> he's going to spank us. He's going to kill both of us. Well, sometimes he just spanks really hard. I'm not clear yet. Don't let I need to get clear first. A Travolta spank gets you closer to a clear. Oh. That's what he told me. <laughs> of course. He said if you, if you bleed from your ass after a spanking, you're most the way there. <laughs> I like that's not even that's, defined. That's like, what he told me. So I like... Yeah, you're 90% there. You're almost there. It's, it's just like, you're the most the way there. Well, you have to trust You have to trust John. Yeah, he's the top. Travolts, man. Travolts with all those paddles. Spank you all day. But yeah, so anyone who speaks out against the church, they, they try to uh, address and discredit all that shit. L. Ron, however, was dealing with a lot of health problems at this point, and we're getting into the late 1970s and into the 1980s. He has all sorts Ooh. of ailments um he was a chain smoker he's overweight overall not very healthy and he has heart attacks and other but perfect let's silly he's perfect apparently being clear like he stated fixes all those kinds of ailments wasn't working for him weird huh well there's a different reason for that well yeah he i don't dirty again <laughs> i don't know what it is it's the highest secret of them all yeah you have to get to he, level elron 10. didn't know it that's how secretive it is <laughs> 
He wrote it down, but he couldn't see it. Oh, and then he God. hid it away. And he's like, I can't look at it. That's for nobody. That's for no one. Oh. But there is a reason why I died. I just can't tell you it. And at the time... It's not enough Travolta spanks. Oh, he didn't get spanked The enough. whole time. He was in hiding, so Travolta couldn't come over and... Yeah. That makes sense. This all could have been fixed. He had a team of teenagers, Elrond did, who were... Pedophile! Church they members. Called it! Well, they were just taking care of his fucking old, unhealthy ass. Yeah, they were washing his teeny little dick. They probably I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. Is he going to do it? No. He is the head of the church. He's going to let his thetans interact with each other? That's gross. Make your thetans interact with my thetans. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> these I've done these things so many times, it's gotten old. Uh, I need new thetans. Put your hand on my dick. I need young, fresh thetans. <laughs> let me see your asshole. <laughs> Bring your hair. I'm, I'm so tired and fat. Just come here. Bring it to me. Sit. Bring it to me. Put it near my eyes. Oh, so many thetans. Sex magic. Oh, God. Sex magic from the years before. Uh, uh, I remember jerking off on tablets with Jack Parsons. You don't even know who he is. So many things. He's dead now. You don't know who he is. <laughs> Bring your butthole closer to my face. Closer. Closer, closer. Yeah. yeah uh, I, uh, I do like to think of him as like a, like a, just a sick Marlon Brando. Pretty much. From like Apocalypse Now. Just yes, bring your ass closer to my face. <laughs> bring it. Yes, bring it. Oh, yes, the evil is within us all. <laughs> <sighs> now let me clear you. Let me clear you. Pop! <laughs> and you just have to fist their butthole. You're like, oh, I'm clear! <laughs> yes. Mm, can I leave yes. the church now? No, never. Never. But you can kill people. Now, that's also a part of the church, too, is the state that a lot of people can't leave. A lot of people have tried to. They get dragged back. There's a whole bunch of conspiracy about that or what's true and what's not true. And it gets a bit murky. But there are people that have claimed that they are were a part of the church, tried to leave, and men were sent to them to drag them back multiple times when they tried to escape. Physically dragged to, like, yeah. one of their buildings? And then, yeah. And then, well, they just they, told, sit here? So they actually, currently right now, I don't know how long this has been here, but in California, they actually have, like, their own little mini town. What? Yeah. So there's, like, a Scientology town. I know about, like, the complex they have. Yeah. I, I guess probably city-sized. I mean, when I say mini town, I, it's like... It's the size of Disneyland. Yeah, it's, it's a mini town. There might be 50 homes there. I don't know. There's a there's actually a road that goes through it that they tried to get removed or have go around, and the government was like, no, we need this to go through here. And Weird. They monitor that road of every car that goes through because... They think everyone's after their secrets. I don't know. Sure. Really, it's okay. people just passing by being like, I'm going to work or whatever. And they're <laughs> like, who is that? <laughs> I can smell their thetans. They are not one of us. They're trying to get our information. Stop that car. They know we're <clears throat> full of shit. Crap. They need a Travolta spanking. Sir, pull over. Huh? You're not a cop? Dude, I'm just going to work. What is happening? <laughs> Why is there someone with their pants off right next? What's going on? I'm surrounded by people without pants. We can't talk about this for a billion years. Exit the vehicle. Get out of the car. Yeah. And then they just get in your car, drive away, one person spanking you. What the hell? <laughs> I'm going to work. I just moved in this neighborhood. For Zeno. And then someone's like, slap. Shh. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I got excited. I got super. Look at my erection, dude. I'm super stoked right now. Sir, I know you're not involved in this and you don't know what's going on. I need you to butt sex the man who said that word <laughs> as punishment. What? 
So, uh, yeah, uh, in 1986, at the age of 74, because of all his unhealthy fucking shit, because he's so unhealthy. The horror. L. Ron Hubbard dies from a stroke. The horror. When he died, he hadn't actually made a public appearance in over six years because he was hiding from the government. They never were able to indict him or And I would imagine he was fat and ugly. Yeah, he was. And he didn't really, his narcissism would not allow that. Yeah. So he was cremated. Uh, his ashes were scattered um, out to sea by Scientologists. In 1993, seven years after Elrond died, the IRS all of a sudden reinstated the church's tax exempt and didn't give any explanation as to why it was reinstated. So that's something fun to ponder, I guess. We don't need to know. I think people got infiltrated. I think if you question the tax exempt status of the church, you are lousy of, with Thetans. Yeah. And that's your fucking problem. And you need to go watch Grease. And Mission Impossible. I actually love that movie. The first one. Eh. So good. Watch them until your eyes bleed. Well, I do have a couple fun facts. Something that was interesting that L. Ron Hubbard stated, quoting him. Mm -hmm. He said, you don't get rich writing science fiction. If you want to get rich, you start a religion. So. I can't believe. Yeah. I think it's funny that, I mean, he wasn't really... You, you look at anything he said, it was all bullshit and lies. So it's not even really a secret that you would think his religion is also based off bullshit True. and lies. But I think it's almost at the point where he's proven that a religion is a good money-making scheme, and people in that religion just buy into that. Well, I mean, he tried Nobody to first, believes in fucking thetans. He tried to sell it off as, like, actual medical psychology, and when that didn't take, what's the best route you can go that where you can not only make money, but people can't question you on it is to say it's, it's God based. It's religion. It's mm -hmm. something else. So now you can't say like, well, you don't have any evidence. It's faith or whatever. Right. Although they stay away from the word faith, but that's essentially what it is. God, it's fucking brilliant. There's no higher status of science fiction writing than creating a religion based off of that's level 10 fiction. That's level 10 shit. And having it work out to this degree. What I've learned from today's episode is that you can just say things. <laughs> yeah. So, dabblers, go out in the world and just tell a lie today. In remembrance of L. Ron Hubbard, just one. It doesn't have to be big. Just tell someone. Whatever you want. Some lie. So, we've already talked about some of the famous people that are in Scientology, including Tom Cruise, who joined in 1990 and claimed that the church cured him of dyslexia, which he struggled with since childhood. He was actually introduced by his first wife, who was Mimi Rogers. Mm -hmm. um, John Travolta was actually raised Catholic, but converted to Scientology back in 1975. So he's a little bit on the earlier side, at least compared to Tom Cruise. Definitely, yeah. I don't even know. Uh, he wasn't like John Travolta yet in 75, so yeah. good um, for him. Funny enough, I know Jerry Seinfeld actually dabbled, dabbled into Scientology a little bit. Surprising. He was never claimed to be a member. He never claimed to be a member himself. But yeah, he apparently looked into it at the very early start of his career and said that it was weird and interesting. Huh. But he's actually Jewish and I would imagine he's culturally Jewish, but I don't see I don't see Jerry as a religious person. I think the way he stated it was that he he celebrates Jewish holidays. Bam. So that, I don't know what how Jewish he is if he goes to Jerry is a very uh negative synagogue cynical person. I like Jerry. Oh, no, he's an amazing man. Yeah. Amazing comedian, but I don't see him as the religious type. I know Beck was raised Scientological, but then he left. There's a few other celebrities. A lot of them were no-name ones I looked through. There's a few that are kind of surprising. Obviously, we talked about Leah a little bit. She was. Um, right. And now she is <clears throat> extremely against the church. Thinks Obviously, knows it's a huge scam and is trying to educate people. 
to help people get out of it. She has a podcast about it that's pretty spanking brand new. She has a show about it too. So yeah, you can you can see her on a lot of different uh, interviews. She talks about it. Uh, if you want to learn more about, she goes into some details about um, Scientology that we haven't talked about here. We went to some of it, but if you want to learn more about that, uh, you can check out a lot of her cool shit. We don't tell you every single fucking thing. What do you no. want? We're people time. We tell you jokes about astral projecting all over someone's face. Which really happened uh, in history. That's so true. That happened. Yeah. Jack Parsons jerked off onto L. Ron Hubbard's face, and it opened a portal. According <laughs> to them. Well, there's a L. Ron Hubbard for you and a, uh, his religion that he created from really being a science fiction writer. So It's too, it's too on the nose. It makes yeah. me very upset. It, I'm kind of surprised that people are part of the religion. I know a lot of people have now at this point are like second and third generation where they've grown up in it and they don't know. It's just, just part of... Yeah, it's your family shit. From the time that you can remember, you're a Scientologist. Like I was saying, Beck, religion. The, the singer Beck, you know... Uh, Two turntables and a microphone. Yeah. Uh, he grew up Scientology. His family is Scientologist. And to him, it was just like a... It was you, just what you do. Just like some people go to the Catholic Church, we go to the Scientology yeah. Church. And there was recently an interview that I saw with him where he uh, uh, made it a thing that he left the church. Because mm. he was like, I honestly didn't know that much about it. It was just like what well, our family did. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but it's super fucking weird. So he left. Well, that's the thing is, you know... Growing up as a Mormon and looking at this and going like, look how ridiculous this is. All you can do is a little bit of research and you find out the guy was a total liar. Like, a huge fucking liar. And then you follow the fucking... Not a good liar. Breadcrumbs of him being a, a science fiction writer. He was trying to go into psychiatric medicine and failed and was constantly failing all of his classes and schools. Was an idiot. And then eventually he figured out, like, I can make money if I make a religion and make up a bunch of shit. It all makes sense that it seems like it's bullshit. Yeah. At the same time, I know Mormons. I used to be Mormon. Um, you do a little bit of research in Mormonism on Joseph Smith, and you're like, it's a bunch of bullshit. Like, it's not that different. He's not a good liar. But when you grow up in it, you don't know. Thanks for listening to another great episode of People Time. Oh, yeah! On 105.7 The Monster with Farty Mike and the Dude. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> <laughs>